Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Well, a happy President's Day to you, or George Washington's birthday, or however the heck you want to celebrate it. Evan and Tiki on an action-packed Monday. We had two Yankee legends on Friday. We are joined by another Yankee legend a little bit later on. I'll also address the uh, big decision the Brooklyn Nets made over the last couple of days, firing Jacques Vaughn. We'll get to that later. And tomorrow's a huge, huge day for the New York Giants. But I sat there yesterday. It went went away, but I still had a TV. And I sat there yesterday with my sons in tow, and I watched nothing but the stadium series between the New York Rangers and the New York Islanders. I watched every second of it, and I was emotionally invested in it. No question. But let me tell you something, all you Ranger fans out there, to Sean Morash, to everybody listening, that game didn't mean a damn thing. I want you to put that in your pipe and smoke it. It didn't mean a damn thing. Of course it did. Well, I, no, it didn't. It you was could a victory. Beat, oh, victory. Okay? You could beat your chest all day. You could walk out of MetLife Stadium pumping your chest. You can tweet angry things at Islander fans. You could do whatever you want. Take your overtime loss and, and accept it. Yeah. Yo, bitch, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I want you to accept that... I'm not besmirching the event. I'm not besmirching the atmosphere. I loved it. You had me watching every second of it. But the reality is that game didn't mean anything. And I'll walk you through how I know that. Okay? And then maybe you'll change your mind. So I sat there and I told my sons and I told my wife, we are going to watch a hockey game today. And they're like, oh, okay, that's different. What, are the Nets not on? I said, yes. That is correct. <laughs> that's correct. And everybody was enamored by the stadium series. They were enamored by the way MetLife Stadium looked, enamored by the amount of people there, the way the ice was set up, everything about it, even the delay, because uh, they don't realize that the sun actually still exists at 3 in the afternoon, and there may be a glare. And after the Rangers took the very quick lead, we watched the Islanders fight back. I explained who Brock Nelson was. I explained who Matthew Barzell was. And the Islanders were having a day. They were 4-1. to one, And I was having a damn good time. I was enjoying myself. And as the Rangers creeped back in and made it 4-3, to three, and then the Islanders went up 5-3, I warned my sons. And I warned my wife. I said, no lead is safe with this freaking franchise. And they said, what do you mean by that? I said, just trust me. No lead is safe with this franchise. You could change the coach. It doesn't freaking matter. They suck with leads. And God forbid, God forbid.
forbid you put the other team with a man advantage, then they really suck. So I wasn't surprised by what I saw in the third period. I wasn't surprised at all. I wasn't surprised when Zabinajab tied the game with a minute 30 to go. And I certainly wasn't surprised when Noah Dobson, that schmuck, turned the puck over 10 seconds into overtime. But here's where I felt okay, and here's where I realized this meant nothing. My youngest son, it wasn't even my oldest, my youngest son says, what does it mean, Dada? What does it mean? (laughs) And I cursed out the Islanders, and I explained what it means about them and how much they stink and how Lou Lamarillo is living on a free pass and all that. And then I realized, I looked into his young eyes, and I said, it doesn't mean anything, son. This was a regular hockey game. It was typical of the Islanders all season long. It was no different from the crap we saw a month ago or two months ago. It's the same. So it was dressed up beautifully, and yes, we were all locked in, and this is nothing against the NHL. It was awesome. But at the end of the day, all you fat Ranger fans that walked out of that building last night, all pumped up, beating your chest up, oh, little brother this, little brother that, understand (laughs) it's the same crap as if the game was played at UBS. You don't get extra points because it was at MetLife Stadium. And here's the other thing. Stop acting like you're the Yankees. You've won one cup in 70 years. Bitch New York Ranger fan. I'm sorry. This brings the worst out of me. This rivalry brings the worst out of all of us. So I laid my case out on why it means nothing. Tiki Barber, do you agree? <laughs> no, I don't agree. Because while you're what you're saying is factually true, it is just a game. And now you're 17 points back of the Rangers, I believe the number is. It is. There were 40 more thousand. No, check that. There were 50 more thousand people seeing this in person than than not. And how many countless more on television just because it was a special event? It's just kind of cool to see a hockey rink in the middle of a football stadium, especially if you did all the lead up. Uh, to to how they make that happen is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Sticking a hockey rink in a stadium, and then I, I I'm following Sean on social media oh. and watching him act like a fool, oh. getting drunk at two thirty in the, or till two o'clock in the morning, whatever the heck it was. It was a good day. It was a great day for you. I could tell. I was living it vicariously. Of course, it meant more. Not on the standings, but just in the. <laughs> We smacked your bitch asses. Not us, because I'm not a Ranger fan. But we? we smacked your bitch asses from a Ranger standpoint onto the Islanders. That's what it felt like watching it from you know Sean's what you just described. You know what you just described? What's for anyone that? who's not a hockey fan, I'll put this in perspective for you. There have been many times where the Jets would get this rare Monday night game, this rare <laughs> Thursday night game, and they would lose in jetty and embarrassing fashion. It would be very, very typical. And I would bemoan on this radio station, why can't we just lose the way we lose all the time? Why does it have to be in public? Why does it have to be in front of a bigger audience? That's what yesterday was. Mm. It was a bigger audience. But if you are an Islander fan... It was or- a bigger audience in the stadium, and it was a bigger audience on television. I agree. It's a huge audience. I, I'm not disputing that. There was there was 80,000 people there. I get it. It was a bigger audience in terms of the people there. It was a bigger audience on TV. But if you're an Islander fan or you're a Ranger fan like Sean, he's a good Ranger fan. I'm going to rip him today, but he is a good Ranger fan. He knows full well that this is who the Islanders are. He knows full well. He also knows deep down that the Rangers didn't even win yesterday. No, they the did. Islanders lost. I will and not let you say that. that. I will and, not let oh, you say no that. Oh, Dobson turning the puck over is just, you know, That's hockey. Happens. That's hockey, Yo, pal. it's Islander hockey. Do you watch them? Yeah. They make constant mistakes. They are the worst on the penalty killer, the worst in the league. This is who they are. So all they did was take a Tuesday night and put it 
in public and put it in front of everybody. That's the Jets on Monday Night Football. No, but That's Evan, all it was. Evan. That is the perfect comparison. That was the Jets on Monday Night Football. Seeing ghosts. That's it. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, but it's the it... same crap on a different no, day. But this but... is this is the big difference, though, Evan. Maybe from you and an Islander fan perspective, that was it. We are now at seven straight wins for the Rangers, the longest win streak in hockey. A team that has battled back after the All-Star break and has reeled off nothing but winning hockey after they were in a little bit of a lull. They currently sit one point back of being the best damn team in the Eastern Conference this year. And more than anything, when you look at a game like yesterday in front of that many people and the players can say it afterwards... That had that making of that's our signature moment, and we just showed the world and showed ourselves that no matter if we're down two goals with less than four minutes left, we have that championship pedigree that we can come back. We are never out of it, and a win like yesterday does matter come April and May for this Ranger team because they know now you can never count this team out. Mm -hmm. This had all the makings 30 years removed from 94, 10 years removed from 2014. The years of the fours have been good to the Rangers. That (laughs) is the signature play on the Ranger championship Blu-ray that Zibanejad tying goal, and we are going to remember that forever when this team is hoisting a Stanley Cup. Are you still drunk from yesterday? Today. Nope, and you can hear the raspiness of my voice. That was the train ride home. That was everybody's Ranger fans looking around going, oh my God, this is the year. That is how we walked out See, of that the stadium. The only, only reason I could give what he said. Now, he went a little bit hyperbolic. You think so? I, yeah, just a little bit. It's okay to be confident, and we're confident I'm not now. Talking about, I'm just saying hyperbolic. That was that was extreme um, uh, projection of a win. Now, the only reason I can agree to it a little bit is because athletes live by dumb cliches. <laughs> I'm serious. They we we lived by things that meant nothing rationally. That don't make any sense. See, the reason that we won that game is the reason that we could win any game. I mean, in theory, you're right, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't really translate. But in your mind, you convince yourself it's true. The next thing you know, it happens. You think the guys are doing that? I I don't know. I Maybe. think don't be Ranger fans like Shauna doing that. Yes, but Ranger fans will be saying it on on every platform you, you think, that they can't you say. Think it. You're They're over- saying it on social media. They're saying it on sports talk radio, and eventually the players hear it and they start believing it. Do you think the overrated goaltender saying the same damn thing? Because Igor Shosturkin stunk yesterday. Yeah, Sorokin, you know Sorokin is going go down you, the stretch. I, I'm not talking about my team. Igor also winner. stepped up and made big saves hey, when hey, it happened yesterday. Hey, by the way, get this straight because I know this is going to be a weird argument for you. I'm ripping the Islanders. I'm not sitting here talking trash that they're better. So when your response to me ripping Igor is for you to say, well, Sorokin's not much better, who said a damn thing about the Islanders? I'm talking about your overrated goaltender. Because here's the truth. Here's the truth. While you were sitting there drinking your ass off at MetLife Stadium, (laughs) you know what you said down 4-1? Because you were mic'd up. I know what you said to your little buddy. You said, where's Jonathan Quick? (laughs) (laughs) There was a moment. However, we all acknowledged. There was a moment. We all acknowledged in the stadium, the Rangers were going against the wind in that first period. The Islanders had the wind with them which is never a hockey factor, and that was working against Shesterkin. The bottom line is this, Evan. This isn't some kind of, ah, two middling teams had a fun event at MetLife Stadium. The Rangers are a full-blown wagon Stanley Cup contender that last night gave all their fans that magical moment and magical belief now that the dust is cleared football-wise and we didn't have uh, Jalen Brunson to go gaga over. We looked at the Rangers and said, oh, my God, this feels really? real. Really? This so coming feels back, real. Coming back against the crappy Islanders because more people were there, it's the, dude, you beat a garbage team that's choked all year long. You know that, right? You know the Otters have choked. You can only beat who's in front of you. All season long. That's all it was. But that's not the, that's not the Rangers. Right, they fault. shouldn't apologize for that. 
I'm not saying it's the Rangers' fault. I'm saying stop acting like this matters more than it does. You like, sound be, like a pouting baby. I'm sorry he's an island fan. Look, I'll admit it was a cool event. I love the stadium series. I'm not knocking it. I'm just reminding you. And listen, I'm consistent about this. The Subway Series is a great event. There's always more people at City Field or Yankee Stadium for the Subway Series. And you know what I say after every Subway Series? It's just a game. Mm. What did it really mean we're going to forget about this in 48 hours or 72 hours? And that's the truth. If the Islanders don't get their heads out of their rear ends, we're not going to remember this. If you guys start struggling like you were three weeks ago and Igor needs another mental break or you guys choke out in the first round like you did a year ago, trust me, you're not thinking back to February 18th at MetLife Stadium. You're right. But what I am telling you is, again, this is a seven-game win streak for the Rangers. This is about more than just yesterday. And yesterday, that cherry on top of coming back, what I am telling you is, as we continue to steamroll here towards what's going to be a big postseason for the Rangers, there's a very good chance we do look back at yesterday and go oh my god that was the moment here's the other reason you're a hypocrite tiki you're gonna love this one (laughs) the other magical moment at metlife stadium from the past year if you had to pick one yeah there's a few you know obviously the jets against the bills after rogers preamble i was at both yeah you're at both okay well good you know where i'm going with this zach wilson i'm talking about the jet comeback against the giants improbable completions yeah at the end of the game, yeah, over time, yeah, kind of okay. like the Ranger game. All right, was it kind of the same freaking thing? If you want to compare, it was nice to be on the right side of it. <laughs> no, no, you're on the right side of it now. You're on the wrong side of it before. You were not happy with Joe Beningo doing his Victor Cruz dance after the Jets beat the crappy Giants, and you even said, like a big baby, calling me a big baby, like a big baby after that Jet Giant game. Enjoy this. You're going to win nothing. Yeah. It's not pretty much a cruise dance. Yeah, but the difference is both the Jets and the Giants were middling, and we all knew it. Yes. The Rangers are sitting atop the Metro right now and have a, they're, what are they, two points or a point back for the best record in the conference in the, in the, in the East. Yeah. Right? It's just different. Why is that different? Because, yeah, they did they get overplayed early? Sure, of course. But you don't but, know what the Jets were going to become at that point. He was the one basically saying this doesn't did. matter. No one did. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The they middle co- of the season, we knew the Jets were no, trash. They we couldn't score Giants. points. Yes, and the Giants couldn't protect the quarterback, whoever was back there. Of course we knew both the teams there were There was still hope that but, the Jets could make the playoffs. We still had hope, at least I did. Uh, not after watching that game. All I know <laughs> is he narrowed it down and said it didn't matter. Like, basically, Be- who cares? Because, like Tiki said, we knew after watching that game, both teams stunk, and it was a matter of that the difference is we knew going into yesterday and we know even more coming out of it the rangers are give this town like we talked about last week the closest to a championship it's the yankees it's not the rangers you know. now this they give this town a legitimate chance at its first parade in a long long time and yesterday could be the moment we look back on and go that was the moment with eighty thousand fans where we realized no, it wasn't this is the, the moment year. see here's the problem and we do this all the time in this town some of my own fans of teams mm-hmm. i root for do the same thing you get muscles when you beat your rival that's what it is. You get these fake muscles when you beat your rival. Or you Some drink j- as much beer as Sean did. Right, and he's still drunk Man. from it 24 hours My later. My voice is extra raspy tonight. Like, the Mets beat the Yankees in a Subway Series. There's some extra muscles. The Jets beat the Giants last year. Joe's doing the Victor Cruz dance. You beat the Islanders when they collapse like they've done all season long. You get the extra muscles. You get rivalry muscles. And this crap happens all the time. And I'm just reminding you that while it was a wonderful event, and I was locked into it, And it was great for hockey. The game was just another freaking game that got more attention. So don't print your Stanley Cup tickets yet. Don't do that. I mean, really. They're digital now, Ev. (laughs) (laughs) But you can hear it, Tiki. He's printed out his tickets already. Of course he is. He's got to be excited about something this season. Of course. By the way, 
Yes, excited about something. Our city sucks for sports. <laughs> so finally, we had a big weekend. Good for Devil fans, too. And we have a legitimate championship team sitting here on the verge of playoff hockey. All hail the New York Here's Rangers. Here's the problem. I was reminded something that I usually try to get out of my brain for most of the year. And then it pops up usually in April and May. And last year, I thanked the New Jersey Devils. They did a wonderful job of putting out this fire. And it's the fire of Ranger fans talking so much crap. <laughs> it's the fire of the arrogance, of the confidence, which I find Tiki so interesting considering that franchise has won one cup in 70 years. And yet they talk as if they're the kings. You just heard Baldy over there. You heard him pontificating about the New York Rangers. Let me remind you, and I say this as calmly as I can to you, respectfully as I can, for Devil fans and Islander fans listening out right now, I'm here for you. You guys have won nothing. Do you understand me? Nothing. Yeah, we've lived it. We're you aware. choked away that series against the Devils last year. You choked away against the Lightning the year before that in the conference finals. And yet you yap and you yap and you yap and those gums keep moving. And last night, I know you people listening, you walked out of MetLife Stadium with that arrogance. With that swagger, with the yapping and the yapping and the talking. And I just need to remind you, great game, wonderful event, <laughs> amazing moment. God, you sound like such One a cup in 70 bleeping okay, okay. years. Bitch, New York Ranger fan. you sound like a loser saying that. Just what? accept it. What? Just, you sound like a loser. I sound like Sean after Giants. No, 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 no. Yeah, maybe, but still. <laughs> you sound, I called that game. I had to be neutral and it sucked. But you sound like a, t a guy who says, all right, our team stinks, but yours isn't going anywhere either, despite the fact that they're sitting at the top of the Metro <laughs> by however many points it is now, 13, whatever it is. So they're way up there. No, it's uh, it's only eight. Um, but still, like the, the the Rangers actually have a shot. I guess this is not like the Jets. You <laughs> knew the Jets did not have a shot when they beat the Giants. When the Yankees beat the Mets, we were at the game, especially the second Subway Series. You kind of felt like yeah, neither one of these teams really have a shot. The difference in this is that the Rangers actually have a shot, and they're playing that way, especially when it's their best players playing that way. Now, do they need their goalie? Just are going to stand on his head at some point in this in this season. Maybe yeah. block a shot when it's glove side. Right. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool maybe, for them. I think maybe, yeah. but I mean, hell, they score when they need to. Yeah, that's impressive, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They easily could have folded in this game down five two or whatever it was. They easily could have fallen apart, but they didn't. So give him credit. Let Sean have his beer muscles. Let the Ranger right. fan feel right. excited about All what's right. possible, especially after winning seven in a row. All right. Stop being the loser. Congratulations. You lost the game. You don't need to be more of a loser because of it. <laughs> and right. losers lose, Teak, as we know. Uh, yes. Congratulations. As, as, as we heard from Evan very clearly after the Detroit Lions lost. That is true. I did say that. So to the Ranger fans out there, Tiki's talked some sense into me. I want to congratulate you on winning your February Stanley Cup. <laughs> we'll get to your calls next, 877-337-6666. Evan and Tiki right here on The Fan. Great win by the Rangers. Uh, that was just a, a very, very impressive effort. Spotting the Islanders a 4-1 lead. Down 5-3. Laviolette showed a lot of balls in the third period. And Ranger fans got to leave MetLife Stadium very, very happy, winning what is now called the February Stanley Cup. <laughs> so I do want to congratulate the Rangers on that. They've actually never lost an outdoor game. So that's led to a lot of great success, right, Sean, since you've never lost an outdoor game? This one's different. How many times have the Rangers won a cup after winning an outdoor game? So they haven't. However, I will tell you. I'm sorry, what was that? 
They have not won. They a have cup. not. Okay. However, yeah. there has only been one other Ranger Islander outdoor game. The Rangers won that one also. In that same season, the Rangers made the Stanley Cup. So that's what you're accepting now? Just getting to the Stanley Cup and losing? No, but now we climb the mountain. Okay. i just make a try. Climb the mountain. Were you jealous, Tiki, watching this, thinking, boy, I wish I was at MetLife Stadium for this? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because of the temperature or because of the commute well, home? First of all, it was cold. The commute would have been hellacious. And it's just, like, it looks great on television. I, I can't imagine. Only Sean, because he went. And I guess others who, who were there could tell us as well. It feels like you can't see anything. I'm, so I'm glad you said that because that was a big concern of mine because right. I'd never been to an outdoor game. In fact, the cold weather mixed with that is why I was semi-down on going to the event in general <laughs> until I arrived, and a lot of it had to do with my seats in the 200 level. I had a club between periods, yeah. but I did not have a single blind spot on the ice. It was like just sitting at the upper deck of an arena huh. in the 200 level. Interesting. feel far because it looked so, it so far away. So it did feel far, but if you you know how to follow the puck in hockey. Yeah. There was no lost spots on it. And i tell you what else they did, which is really cool. They pump in the ice level sound. So the sticks, the hitting, the oh, board crashing is playing oh, on the cool. speakers. So all that stuff that you would feel intimate-wise, you're hearing. It was kind of bizarre in the first minute. You get used to it. It's crazy. Have you ever sat on the Chase Bridge at the Garden for a Ranger game? I have, yes. Okay. Here's what I'm curious about, because I know 80,000 people went, and it was a damn hot ticket. And we'll hear from plenty of people that did go throughout the show today. But my only hesitation at going was what Tiki just brought up, mm-hmm. which is the view. It wasn't the traffic. Because, you know, that's you got to do that yeah. when you go to an event. Like, you just have to deal with it. It's traffic. It is, it is what, what it is. It is. Like, right. it, that's the commitment. And it wasn't the weather. Like, I was outside all weekend anyway. Like, I'm ready to bundle up. To me, it was, it's the same reason I'm hesitating to go to WrestleMania, actually, because of the view. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, And that but, rink is even smaller. Yeah, that <laughs> ring is a lot smaller. Right. But would you say where you were sitting, which is not even that high up, by the way, you're in really good seats, what you just described. Yeah. Was that higher than the Chase Bridge? Probably about the same level. Same level, mm-hmm. and you're further back. You're further back. Because the bridge hangs over, which is what makes so, it so awesome. In reality, you probably do have a better view, and maybe it was because my expectation was so low of the view, but I, I, all I cared about was seeing everything. I never once had to look up at the screen to follow any action mm-hmm. at any point. So to me, I thought that was a major win. God, it pisses me off so much you got to leave happy. <laughs> oh, it was great. The like, Potvin sucks chance on the trains out God, they, By the way, how played out is that? Can you guys get over that? What a loser chant that is. It's from 150 years Doesn't ago. Matter. And it's now tradition. he's making money off of it with the, the, the socks. The socks. Yeah. Which they were selling there yesterday. <laughs> I'm sure they were. Uh, we'll get to your calls. And more on Sean's experience. Plus, a lot of football <laughs> to get to as the show rolls on. And we'll mix in some baseball as well. Mark is in Syosset. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon, guys. Uh, Evan. You couldn't be more wrong. There was no arrogance from Ranger fans. I was at the game, first of all. It was fantastic. And uh, Sean is right. The view was great from up top. But putting that aside, your bitterness about the four teams you root for having very little likelihood of making any playoffs is oozing about the fact that the Rangers are playing so well. It, it was a great hockey game. My favorite part, quite frankly, other than the win, which was the best, was watching Matt Martin uh, – Get a bit of a beating last night. I never saw that. Listen, I got to be honest that about that. Me. This Mike Rempe, is that how you say his name? Yes, right. Rempe, who's about eight feet tall. I mean, this guy's <laughs> a freaking giant. First shift in the NHL. First shift in the NHL. And Matt Martin's a good dude because he put him over. He didn't have to agree to a fight. He basically said, all right, let's go fisticuff. And Rempe, I mean, I hate to say it. <laughs> if I'm scoring it at home, it's like a 10-7 round. Uh, it felt like when Ronda Rousey got knocked out for the first time. <laughs> Dude, he's 6'7". Dude, Dude, he's a giant, that Rempe. Yeah. 
Yeah, six seven. And this gates, he's got to look like Andre the Giant. That's what I'm saying. Like when I say eight feet, I'm not even exaggerating that much. <laughs> no, you're not. And by the way, to Mark, our last caller, here's the thing. I'm sure he's not an arrogant Ranger fan. And but the problem with being a non-arrogant Ranger fan is you don't see the arrogance around you. You don't notice it. Trust me, if anyone was sitting near Sean Morash at MetLife Stadium, what section were you in late yesterday? Two thirty four. If anybody was near two thirty four, this guy must have been unbearable. After every Ranger goal. I, was, I mean, we were hugging and celebrating, throwing I mean, beers in You the looked air. unbearable on your Instagram. See? You saw his Instagram, <laughs> you know right? I'm just saying. I went to a Nick game with you. You said I didn't drink enough. Now I'm drinking too much? I mean, what do you want from me? <laughs> Mike is in Sayville, New York. How are you, Mike? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? All good, Mike. Good. What's up? Um, great atmosphere yesterday. Uh, I was at the game um, with about 20 people, mostly Ranger fans. And I will tell you... Um, Evan, opening monologue, I really enjoyed it. Um, the one thing I will say that you kind of hit the nail on the head is when the Islanders went up 5-3, everybody who was watching from the Rangers' perspective said the same thing you said. They said, hey, you know what they lose? It's a regular season <laughs> game. Right. Who cares? It's That's a regular right. season game. That's right. Then the game turned, obviously, and then it was like, oh, my God, this is going to propel us to a Stanley Cup. And listen. I'm similar to you in age. I did not see, I'm 38 years old. I did not see any of the Islanders for Stanley Cups. I don't pretend to be one of those fans to be like, oh, you know, the dynasty, the four cups. But again, what you're saying is a fact in sense that this isn't the New York Yankees. They aren't a powerhouse team and they act they and act most like of it. their fans are respective mm-hmm. are respectful, but they act like they are the best NHL hockey team that ever existed. <laughs> and it's frustrating <laughs> ah, from an Islanders standpoint <laughs> because you. you know what you just say, listen, guys, you guys on a whole are not a successful NHL franchise. In fact, I would, I would argue, Mike, uh, they are historically a pathetic NHL franchise. I mean, if we're being fair, and look, I'm not bringing up what the Islanders won because much like Mike, I didn't experience it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see it. So I'm not rubbing cups in anyone's faces. But Mike is Let's right. Hope not. Mike is <laughs> <laughs> funny. Mike is right. The Ranger fan, because I've seen this song before. I've been at Yankee Met games. I've been at Nick Net games. And by the way, I've been to a lot of Islander Ranger games at both places. I hate going on Long Island back at the old Nassau Coliseum because it'd be filled up with Ranger fans. But it's the same kind of attitude, which is when they're losing, doesn't matter. It's a regular season game. This is your World Series. This is your finals. This is your cup. But then when they come back and win, it's like the greatest celebration ever. Some may say, Tiki, they come on the radio and say, this is going to be on the Blu-ray for when we win a cup. <laughs> Can you imagine but actually what's, thinking okay, that? But what's wrong with being opportunistic or, or, or optimistic, I should say, better word, optimistic about your season? Because Especially five because minutes you're top the metro, you're almost on top of the Eastern Conference in totality, which doesn't really matter because obviously the playoffs matter more. But still, you're playing good enough hockey to potentially win a Stanley Cup. Why should yeah. you not celebrate that? Because I guarantee Sean was at MetLife Stadium down four to one, saying, "Yeah, nope. let the Islander fan have their fun. Nope. This doesn't mean anything." I- now it's on the Blu-ray. There's two things wrong with what you're saying. Number one. 
all the Ranger fans, we said, we're going to come back and win this game. We're going to come back and win this game. We were feeling the good vibes. Number two, I'm going to, for anybody who's not a hockey fan, put this in a little perspective. You know what yesterday was? It was a lot like one of the record-setting walk-off wins in 09 that followed the celebratory cream pies with the Yankees. You know what yesterday was? <laughs> when Mika Zibanejad tied the game with a minute left with the goalie pulled? You know what yesterday was? That was Victor Cruz going 99 yards oh, versus the God. Jets in 2011. And I'm saying this, this because you're poo-pooing that in championship years you can't look back. I am telling you, look back at some of the recent champions. Well, they're not so recent anymore. We've had. They all had that moment. This mm. is Victor I mean, Cruz going 99 yards. You remember yards. this from 1928? You remember this from <laughs> 34 or 33 or whatever it is in 1940? Well, you remember I, those? I don't remember those. <laughs> I'm giving you the other sports. That's ones. the problem. You know, Tiki just nailed it. See, that's the thing. You nailed it. What he said to you was your franchise. And I get it. The majority of the people listening's franchise, though. I'm not sure. There are a lot of Devil fans and Islander fans. And I want to commend my friends who are Devil fans. I thought they did a remarkable job showing up Saturday night. I think a lot of people in the media, myself included, yep. thought there would be more Flyer fans there. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound that way. Nope. I thought the Devil fan did an outstanding job on Saturday. So if you combine the Devil fan and the Islander fan, who does not like the Rangers, mm-hmm. okay? And then you drop six on those fake Rockies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we don't like you, and we laugh at the fact that you think you're the Giants and the Yankees. Like, think about those comparisons you just made. I understand that. You compared yourself to the Yankees, a franchise that Singular you've seen team. win how many championships? You're right, Evan. Hold on. You compared yourself to the Giants, a franchise you've seen how win how many Super Bowls? You have seen this franchise, this hockey team you love, and I respect your love. I respect Boomer's love. You've seen them watch and win one cup. No question. One. Everybody listening, I don't care how old you are, unless you're 105, <laughs> one cup, one cup, and you have that arrogance, like this is the Yankee no, Blu-ray, listen. get oh, your head out of I, your ass. I'm just telling you, there's a singular moment, and I understand that. I think the Rangers and Knicks both in this town, probably the two of the most overrated sports franchises on planet Earth, and I understand that. We don't have the wins to go with it, but I'm just trying to put in perspective, and remember, the lowest form of conversation is remember when. We're looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? You probably got to be 91 or so to remember 40. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm, just no, doing, I'm doing quick math. No offense to anybody who's 91 listening right now. I'm sure you enjoyed that call. Luke is in Westchester. Good afternoon, Luke. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to try to be like the neutral guy here because with the game and everything, and I'm a Ranger fan, and I, I understand Sean's perspective, and I also understand your your perspective, is that, hey, that game, you look back, if they are successful, it can be a stepping stone, but you don't want to take anything in perspective because everybody knows the playoffs is a totally different animal. Now, whether you have the history of the Rangers and whatever you want to take into the consideration part of it, you know, trying to beat Carolina four games uh, out of seven is a tough series in the playoffs. They mm-hmm. play a man-to-man defense. Trying to play Tampa in the series is going to be difficult because Tampa has a, a tremendous power play, and they have a great goalie. Boston is usually a physical team. This year they're not playing physical. And then you look out west, you got Colorado, and then you got Vegas. So you take everything into perspective. I think this was a great building block for the Rangers, but I think as a whole, you know, there's still a process to go through. And there's Respect that, Luke, but you left the team out. And I thought that was very disrespectful of you. And see, here's the thing about being an Islander fan. I look towards the other little guy, and I respect the other little guy. And for some reason, you never brought up the name New Jersey Devils. And I wonder why. Do they scare you? Mm -hmm. Do they freak you out? Do they remind you about what happened a year ago when you were up 2-0 and you thought it was over? The Devils are right 
there. They're two points out of a wild card spot. By the way, the Islanders are right there. The only difference is we kind of know the Islanders are frauds. I'm glad they hired Patrick Waugh, but isn't this the same crap if we're just being honest? I'm just being honest. Like, I have no faith they're going to make the playoffs. But you best be scared of the Devils. Because you don't want to dance with that devil again, do you, Sean? <laughs> they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm not that worried about oh, that. Oh, look at that. But what if they do? And what if you're matched up in another best of seven with the team that you arrogantly thought you had, and now they're getting healthier? What's going to happen when you see the devil? We learned from last year, and we have this moment from yesterday. You know what happens? We spank that ass. Mm. Oh, will you? Mm. Oh, yeah. I'll spit on my hand and spank that ass. (laughs) Jeez, what the hell is that? That's a little graphic. My God. I I don't know what you and D are doing. Yeah. (laughs) Tell you something, I came home frisky last night. (laughs) See, this is what I'm talking about. Off a regular season win? (laughs) She probably had a headache, though. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Two more train Matellos and a a Wendy's Baconator. I was raring to go. How many hours after the game ended? What time exactly did the game end? You know, it's funny. I don't know. I would guess I it know. was like, because I was in a stupor as well <laughs> for different reasons. I'm I like, had no idea what time it was. It like was. around 6 o'clock. Is that a fair guess? Yeah, I walked in my house yesterday at 9 o'clock about. Maybe later than 6, 6.30. So it took you like two and a half hours to get home. Didn't feel that way, but it did. <laughs> 6.38, the game ended. 6.38. 6.38. Actually, okay. not that bad. To get on from trains, Meadowlands train, Secaucus, Penn Station, Long Island Railroad, Babylon. I got home like 9 o'clock. It's not bad. <sighs> you know what pisses me off? That train ride home after a loss was yeah. so sweet. If you had taken a car. How long would it have taken you? Probably two and a half hours. I've done the giant games. It's it's a pain. You fly so it's the there same. and you get No home. matter yeah. what you do, it's the same. You, you get there 45 well, minutes. You might as well train yeah. it. Exactly. It what, was great. What I feel horrible about is that Sean is a Long Island guy. And while I'm not saying the majority of people on your train were Islander fans, I know there's a lot of Ranger fans living on Long Island, but you'd agree that the vast majority of any Islander fan that made the trip to MetLife came from Long Island. Yeah. If we're being fair here, there yeah. are Ranger fans who live in New Jersey. There's plenty of them. There are Ranger fans that live in Westchester. Right. Trust me, I'm surrounded by them. Plenty of them. Any Islander fan, and I would have to say off of the TV, they represented 30 to 35% of that crowd. Is that a fair guess? I think that's fair, and they were vocal, and they were into it. Every single one of them had to do that trip back to Long Island <laughs> after that kind of loss. And there was a lot. There was no quiet cars on that train. Oh, home. so you were all mm-hmm. chanting? Oh, it was all Potvin sucks and let's go Rangers the entire way. Really? Kiki, they're a bunch of losers. Oh. Listen to that. High no, five. Losers, but that's annoying as Kiki, hell. Thank God for drugs. People Man. passing bottles of Jameson around on the train really? ride home. It was, uh, it was uh-huh. unreal. I've never seen a party like that on the rails. Wow. So where were the Islander fans? They... Sitting there in their Cheerios, upset, listening to us. <laughs> Sulking. Like, I, trust me, I've experienced that before. Could they, could they not, like, gather and go back to it? Let's go no. to this car. They all <laughs> had their stupid, like, serious. orange, fluffy hats and these sad, pouting faces. Oh, oh this is the best. Did, did you at least offer them, like, yeah. patience? There was no fights or anything like that. Hey, okay. you guys want drinks? They, You know, everybody was laughing, having a good time, but I could tell. It was the most miserable afternoon for them. <laughs> Let's go to James in Saddlebrook. How are you, James? How are you guys doing today? What's up? Not bad. Uh I got you, Evan. I know you guys probably don't get a lot of calls, but I'm going to give you guys not a prediction, but a spoiler. Oh, he's going to pull Paul Heyman. Hey, what's the spoiler? Let me hear it. The Rangers season is going to end the same way it always does, and it's going to end the same way it did last year. By losing to the New Jersey Devils? By losing to the New Jersey Devils when they pick up a goalie in about three weeks. Yeah. Because they're playing well. With their third string goalie right now. Yeah. Okay. Right. Ready so they Good get luck. Markstrom in there. <laughs> the right. guy they, they beat the Rangers with last year can't even sniff 
success in the AHL level. Arika Schmidt. What are you going to do when they have a real goalie? Yeah. What's what's up with Arika Schmidt? What happened? I don't know. What's up with James? Sounds like he's still drinking. Or yeah, I know. <laughs> and by the way, Tiki and that was, was and that was Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Tiki was very offended because the guy's like, "I know you don't get a lot of callers," which is not true. But I think he left what out he a word. What he meant was, "I know you don't get a lot of devil callers." Yeah, so he left out a word. I'm like, wait, is he mean Islander callers? No, or I know what he meant. I didn't know what he meant from, until I, and then I figured it out. From drunk guy to drunk guy, because I had plenty of drinks yesterday throughout the game. I know what he meant. <laughs> I understand. It's a holiday today, man. He's having a good time. Like, think about it. Today's such a holiday. We're not even on SNY because it's a federal holiday. It's so true. I came in today. There was not a soul driving into the city. That's today. right. Not a soul. And then when I parked, the, the garage is completely empty. Completely empty. I got out of my car, and I'm like, dude, is this guy around? I love <laughs> me some George Washington birthday. Even though it's not George Washington's birthday, just so you know, it's on the 22nd. Even though technically George was born on the 11th, mm. but then the British changed the calendar. And when they changed the calendar, mm. his birthday got pushed back by a week and a half. The British changed the calendar? Or they followed some different calendar. The Gregorian monks? I think that the was priest, it. The Gregorian priests? Yeah, something like that. Yes, they're precise. <laughs> That's right. They even get it astronomically correct. Yeah, so I think they had to fix it. So it right. was February 10th or 11th, and now it's February 22nd. But either way, we get an off day on a Monday. That's basically with the world we live in. Let's go to Mike in Massapequa. What's up, Mike? Hey, Evan. What's up? What's up? You guys are the best. Thank you, man. What's going on? Oh, you Evan, seem up. You seem upset that? about something. Is everything okay? Because you're downplaying the um, the win yeah. and the game itself. Well, I mean, twenty years from now, my boys were at the game. They'll be talking about that game. Mike, are you a, Mike, 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 watch this, watch this. I'm gonna, I'm a, are you a Met or a Yankee fan? Because I can make it. In I'm a a Met, I'm a, unfortunately, I'm a Met fan. You're a Met fan. Perfect. This works out so well. <laughs> okay? So I have a book coming out on April 2nd. It's called My Mets Bible. I took my most memorable Met games that I scored. I published it in a book, wrote about it. And one of the games in the book is Dave Malicki's complete game against the Yankees in 1997. And guess what? It was a great moment. I'll never forget it. Just like if your kids were there, they would have never forgiven it. You've never forgotten it but guess what it was a regular season game that didn't mean a damn thing and that's essentially what happened yesterday at MetLife Stadium in front of 80,000 people we'll never forget it you got your two points it doesn't mean anything does that make sense no because between Ranger and Islander fans it's the biggest game they they play three more times this season do those games count or should we not show up should I not watch it it's one of the best rivalries in sports. I know. I agree with that. Okay, what about the next three games they play? Do, the, do those count or because it's not in a stadium they don't count? You tell me. No, they will count, but it will definitely not be as big. Well, okay. Mm. It won't be as big in terms of people being in the arena because you can't physically fit that many people. It may not get the same TV rating, but do you see the problem with this? Like, the Islanders and the Rangers play three more times. Twice at Madison Square Garden, one at UBS because because of a sham. That was an Islander home game yesterday, just so you know. Just everybody has that. They're aware of that. That was an Islander home game. Your sister's ass, that was an Islander home game, by the way. Ranger goal song sounded great for an Islander home game. Okay. Two more games at Madison Square Garden. One is on, like, St. Patrick's Day, if I'm not mistaken. St. Patty's Day afternoon. That's going to oh, be a cozy boy. day. Does that count, folks? 
I'm just what curious. What are they doing? They're just positioning these games so that the fans can get hammered? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's another one on a Saturday afternoon, too. They're all drink fest. But don't miss my point. Does that game count? You tell me, Tiki. Of course it counts. Oh, that one counts. Of course it counts. Does it, it count just like this one? Ju- just like this one? Right. And if, and if it's another win for the Rangers, they're going to say, look, we started the trend. What if the honors win? Back in mid-February. What if the honors don't blow a, a three-goal lead again or a two-goal lead in the last six minutes of the game? What happens? Does it then, count? Then the Ranger fans just kind of dismiss it. Oh, that's right. You didn't, <laughs> win, you. You didn't win the biggest one. Right. It's not the you biggest one. You didn't win the one. important one. You don't get it. You extra- didn't win the one when everybody was watching. See, right. that's the problem. And I'm exposing it. Very no, easily to all of you. Yesterday's an event. An event. Not a singular game. Yesterday's the only yeah, it's time. It's like the midseason tournament. It's the only it's time. Think of, think, of the bas- think of basketball, what yeah. they just did with the midseason, or whatever. That wasn't even mid. It was early season tournament mm-hmm. that they did. That was a big deal. No, it's not. <laughs> you even said it was a big deal. And you were the one bringing on your rally towels. And guess what? Today, does anyone even remember who won the midseason tournament? Yeah, the, the Lakers. Lakers. Does they anybody... the, and they beat the Pacers, who were, who were scrappy and overachieving. Okay. Well, you're good sports talk radio guys. What about everybody else? Does anybody care? Look, the truth is, it was a big event. I'm Nobody not cares sh- now, but in real time, you cared. Okay, okay, yeah. Thank you. In real time, that was an awesome event yesterday. I'm not disputing how cool the stadium series is. It has nothing to do with that. How electric it was. How many people that were there. I was locked in. It's great. Okay, we got that all out of the way. Mm-hmm. The game is the same as any other regular season game. So to walk out of MetLife Stadium and to go on the LIRR and beat your chest like you won a cup, you didn't. Okay? R. Excuse me? Long L- Island Railroad. LIRR, you know what the Iron Horse, they call it. Uh, I was like, what? You don't know what the L.A. Double I, R is? I know what the L.A. No. Double R I just heard you say Double R. I thought you were t- had a nickname for Sean that what? I wasn't aware of. And you also were beating your chest. I think you were talking about my breast sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Shane is in Westwood, New Jersey. How are you, Shane? How you guys doing? I just got a quick point, but before I get to that, I just want to say Tiki Barber, Evan, I listen to you guys pretty much every day, especially the last few months. And Tiki, I watched you growing up. I am a fan of, as Joe Beningo likes to say, the Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I grew but, up that uh, way too. I grew up that way, Shane. So I can forgive you. Yeah, no, but but it was great watching you play. You know, I grew up in New Jersey, so great watching you play for the Thank Giants. Thank you, bud. Appreciate uh, you, Shane. Always looked up to you. But uh, I just wanted to say quick, uh, I'm also a Devils fan. So Evan, I agree with you. I have friends that are Rangers fans, and anytime. You know, Rangers beat the Devils. It's all they're puffing their chest. They're yelling on the subway. But then when the Devils beat them last year in the playoffs when it mattered and back to, I think it was 2012, 2013, correct me if I'm wrong, when Adam Henrique beat them. Uh, Game six, overtime, what up? That's right. So the Ranger fans love to forget about that and dismiss that. And then I also, the big point is, I heard last night after the game, I didn't go, but People were calling that they didn't stay for the ending because they thought the Rangers going to lose. I had a friend who Ooh. even left, who who left before the game. So my what? question for Sean is, how many Ranger fans were actually still there to see oh, the freaking ending? So they were just concerned about getting home on time. Thank you, tra- Shane. Were they pulling uh, a tiki? Now look, there were eighty thousand people in the building. I personally didn't witness anybody walk out, but of course, I'm sure people walked out with the traffic. Tiki would have walked out. He definitely three minutes left. <laughs> I think I got to become a Devils fan just to balance things out here. <laughs> 
Sure. See, I just went to a Devils game. It was great. I was right so on the glass. It was awesome. You should be a Devil fan. You live in New Jersey. I do. Right? I got no problem with that. All right. From here on out, I'm a Devils fan. All right. Tiki's right. planted his flag. There you go. <laughs> I don't mind that. Like I, the one argument I've had with some of my fellow Islander fans over the years is that I've always looked at the Devils as a franchise that I like and respect. Okay. Now the Islanders and Devils have not had much of a history against each other. Obviously, we're now dealing with the ramifications of Lou Lamarillo running this franchise into the ground, but that has nothing to do with the Devils, obviously. Mm -hmm. Lou did a great job in New Jersey. But the Devils are my friend because of how much the Rangers hate them. Also, we're both 15 and 17 points behind the Rangers, respectively. Well, well, okay. (laughs) But I've always looked at the Devils as like the enemy of my enemy Uh, is my my friend. friend. So to to the point where he was talking about Adam Henrique and that game-winning goal in Game 6 of that classic Eastern Conference Finals between the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers, I had so much fun during that series that the Devils actually reached out to me and sent me a jersey saying, thank you for your support on the air. Oh, good for you. (laughs) Because I can't stand the Rangers. So I don't mind the Devils. And if the Devils are going to be the first line of defense against the Rangers come postseason time, like they were last last year, year. I'm all for them. But I know their game plan. So to the Devil fans out there, I know what they said to you last year after you beat them when they thought the series was over. Here's their game plan, because I know how this works, Tiki. What they will tell you is no one cares about the Devils. That's what they'll tell you. Mm. Sure, you beat us, but nobody cares. No one will talk about them. I now care about the Devils. That's right. I care about the Hughes brothers. That's right. And and Jack, right? Jack, right? Yeah. Jack. Yeah, Jack. (laughs) Yeah. I've only been to one game. What do you want me to do? No, you're going to become an expert. I am going to become an expert. All fandom starts somewhere. That's right. Start somewhere. Keith McPherson, about a year and a half ago, I think, picked the Devils as his team. And to his credit. Is he still? Yeah, especially with the Nets sucking. Okay. Like he, goes, he goes to the games. He yeah. puts more energy into the Devils than the Nets. Team. The Nets still in the league. I don't, I don't mean, blame him. Next, you don't have a coach anymore, so why would he? We'll address that at 3.30, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have pulled aside three minutes. Tiki will have a stopwatch out, and I, I will, will fully address what happened with Jacques Vaughn, including a public endorsement on who the next head coach should be. I look forward to that. Let's go to Rich in South Jersey. What's up, Rich? Uh, Tiki. What up, Rich? Tiki, I want to know. Is today, because it's a holiday, bringing your toddler day? <laughs> uh, make sure Evan gets his father on time. Because his wife will be angry if he doesn't. Uh, I want to ask Evan a question. Go ahead, Rich. <laughs> if, if Joe is allowed to uh, uh, stomp on the, uh, on the um, jet fans and do the cruise dance, yeah. uh, the Jets only won one in 70 years. Yeah. Now you can't say that the the uh, Ranger fans could stop all over them just because they didn't win in 70 years. The Rangers, excuse me, 60 years. That's right. Yeah. Same thing, Gavin. Well, it's not really the same thing because most Jet fans really? are not as arrogant as Ranger no, fans. But you know what? And I mean, you know that, Sean. He brings up a good point, though. What? In the last 30 years, the Rangers have just as many championships as Aaron Rodgers, yet you thought that was a big deal. <laughs> 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 you set that line up oh, at the perfect wow. time, don't you? Wow, you waited for that one. So for many years, and I've said this about every team in this town, like when the Nets were good, I didn't want to play the Knicks in the playoffs. Lugie will tell you. I was adamant. I would argue with Craig. I don't want to play the Knicks in the playoffs. What if you're better, though? You still wouldn't want to play them? I do not. I don't want the Mets and Yankees in a World Series. I don't want it. I can't deal with losing to them again. I don't want the Jets and Giants in a Super Bowl. I can't deal with sharing that week with the Giants. But I want to be very, very clear about this. 
if the New York Islanders can straighten themselves out, and they probably won't, if we're all being honest mm-hmm. with ourselves, all they do is blow late leads. They are the worst penalty-killing team in the sport. And God forbid they change the head coach, which they did, but it feels like everything's the same. But let's just say by some miracle, the Islanders figure things out, and they're in the postseason. I pray to the hockey gods above I get Islanders Rangers because I got nothing to lose, and you do. That's right. You we, have we pray to everything. You, you pray for it all day. God forbid you lose. You will never. We won't. Though. And I mean, oh, you, you won't. You were so cocky last year against the Devils. Now all of a sudden you have that same arrogance. Evan, for the, for the Islanders, you just you laid out the whole open on why your team sucks. <laughs> so of course I'd rather play them. That's a sweep easy. You know who doesn't want to play the New York Islanders? Your goalie who stinks against the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell Tiki his stats against the Islanders? Uh, He's they curious. haven't been great, but yeah, guess what? Yes, How has Shusterkin played against the Isles this year? I, I, don't, I, don't the, I don't have the numbers in front yesterday? of me. I don't have the numbers in front yesterday? of me, and Tiki wants to be down that rabbit hole. So then let them go down the rabbit hole. Right. I'm stuck right now on these 14 overtime losses, though, of the Islanders. It's down. They stink. So something happened yesterday at MetLife Stadium that I think could be really, really, really good news for one of the tenants at MetLife Stadium, for Giant fans. We address it coming up. Plus, are we not all sick of Tommy DeVito? 877-337-6666. Busy show, Evan and Tiki, on this President's Day 2024. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Maybe, Tiki, I'm reading too much into it. And if that's the case, slap me across the face. You're more than welcome to. I would not do that. While I was watching the stadium series over the weekend, especially Rangers Islanders on Sunday, I noticed something that I think is huge. (laughs) Monumental, some may say. And that was the fact that the Rangers and Islanders had Jets and Giants there to kind of kick off the game in a way. Yes, I noticed that as well. So we saw who was there. We saw some prominent players from both sides. But the most prominent guy that was there was Saquon Barkley. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tommy DeVito. Well, we'll get to him in a second. He's obnoxious. I'm done with Tommy DeVito. I've turned on him. <laughs> Come on. I love Tommy. Yesterday was the end of Tommy, but I'll address that later. But Saquon Barkley is a free agent. Yes. In fact, tomorrow is a really, really significant day in the NFL, symbolically more than anything, because tomorrow is the day where NFL teams can place franchise tags 
on their free agents. And it's a period that opens tomorrow. It lasts two weeks. And then it will close down on March 4th. 4th, yeah. So you got two weeks to apply the franchise tag. So right. I don't think anyone's going to be tagged tomorrow, but you can tag a player tomorrow up until March 4th. And that's going to be the first domino to fall in Saquon Barkley's free agency. Obviously, the Giants could simply tag him again, mm-hmm. which I think you and I are skeptical they're going to do. Yeah, And then he could go to free agency and we'll see what happens. But the fact, Tiki, that he is a free agent who has shown some kind of frustration with the negotiations, and yet here he is standing there at a MetLife Stadium event wearing his giant jersey, to me shows more than anything he has said, damn, I want to be here. Well, he does want to be here, and he said that. He said it multiple times. He wants to be a giant for life, uh, but he also wants to be respected in his contract and in how the negotiation goes. Last year with the tag, it just kind of, it probably left a very sour taste in his mouth, especially coming off the rebound season that he had had the year before, the year prior, so two seasons ago. And now, it, it was he had a good season this year. It wasn't like it was two years ago. But if you're the Giants, you could easily lowball him, right? Because it's not like he led the league in rushing or right. even close to it, and he missed a couple of games. And so the Giants have all the power, and the easiest thing to do is just to tag him again and throw the whatever, the $12 million, $12.5 million tag on him. But that's going to feel, again, like disrespect. Now, with all that being said, I think he still wants to be a Giant. I don't think there's any question. And by the way, I know he has said all the right things like you mentioned, but a lot of guys say all the right things, but it's actions that matter. And I'm not knocking the guy because I've defended his decision to leave, but Jacob deGrom always said, I want to be a New York Mm -hmm. Met. I want to retire a New York Met. And he didn't. Now, a lot of that's on the Mets, but I'm not sure if Jacob deGrom would have showed up at the stadium series a yeah. week in a free agency no, right. before a Ranger Island right. game. And I, think, I love Jake. I think it's telling. I think, I think it's, it's telling very in a, telling. In a, in a lot of important ways. Now, Saquon last year, uh, he had a different agent. It was the same agency. It was just a different agent. And they probably played it hard. Right? They played it, I'm going to be... The, not the bad guy, but we're batting heads. We're mm-hmm. button heads, and we're publicly going to butt heads. This year, it feels different already, simply because of what you were just talking about. Right. He, he had a, he had a Giants jersey on the, the day before the franchise tag. Free agency is already happening right now, and it seems like, and he said all the right things, but it also visually looks like he wants to be a Giant. Oh, like, no otherwise, doubt. why would he be here? No doubt. right? He'd be working out or in Cabo or on vacation or doing whatever he's doing. He's here. And, and I mean, hell, I know this because there's a new golf simulator thing in our town. Mm-hmm. He's always there. So he he wants to be in Jersey. He's not somewhere else. He's not trying to plant a flag in a different state and say, this is where I want to be. He wants to be a New York Giant. So here's what I don't know. And I, I always try to put myself in the shoes of the teams I don't root for. And I say, how would I feel? That's how I try to do it. I'm not always 100% accurate, but I try my hardest. So, obviously, we've had a lot of discussions over the last few weeks. We'll get into a little bit later today about Pete Alonzo and my emotional connection to wanting Pete to remain a New York Met. My emotional connection to wanting Jacob DeGrom to remain a New York Met. Just going back earlier, this was years ago, I argued with everybody who would listen about trading Darrell Rivas. It bothered me. I wanted Darrell Rivas to retire a New York Jet. I've always been very consistent with how I feel about these guys finishing their legendary careers with my team, whether it's the prime of their career or it's the end of their career. But one thing about the Mets and the Jets 
that is very different than the New York Giants and different than the New York Yankees, which makes this very difficult for me Mm -hmm. to be fair about putting myself in other people's shoes, is that you guys have a lot of it. Like, if you're a Giant fan, you have a lot of guys who've done it. And I think what makes it extra special for me as a Met fan. an entire entire career. I'm looking at one. Right. Yeah, you're like right. you're one of them. Michael Strahan's one of them. Amani's one. Amani, Eli, right. Phil Sims. Like you have a laundry list of guys. Lawrence Taylor, like all a lot, basically all the greats. Carl Banks, yeah, all of them. I'm burying the lead. Like there's a <laughs> lot in it, but that's my point. The Yankees too. They have a lot of names, and I think what makes it very difficult for non-Met fans to understand about the connection to Pete. And Jake and anybody else is mm-hmm. that we don't get it a lot. Yeah. You guys do. So here's my question because I don't know the answer as much as I try to put myself in the shoes of you guys, all three of you, because you're all Giant fans. If this was me, forget the football for a second. Right. Forget the cap for a second. I'd say, F that. This guy's on my team. Make it right. Make it right. Because I said it about Darrell Revis, because I'm saying it about Pete Alonso, because I've said it about endless guys for the teams I root for. But I get a curveball from you guys because I don't know if it matters as much to you. I don't know if it's more mm. black and white and just, ah, you know, he's older. He's a running back. Who cares? Like, I don't know. So if it was me and I'm judging consistently based on the emotion I have for the players we talk about, yeah. I'd say figure it out and I'll be pissed if you don't. Does the same apply to Saquon Barkley? So for me, and this is, like, I think of this from a a, not just on the field side of it, but obviously that matters a lot. But Today's running back is always going to be multi-utilized, meaning there's going to be one guy that does this, another guy that does that, and if not, they're going to be interchangeable. You're not getting 400 touches anymore. And so there's always going to be or needs to be a A and a, and a, a, a 1A and a, and a 1B, right? There has to be those two guys. Otherwise, you're just, you're just at a disadvantage. Just see, even looking at the 49ers, like with Christian McCaffrey, who in theory takes a ton of plays, Elijah Mitchell's a hell of a backup. I mean, it was like two years ago, we thought Elijah Mitchell was going to be the next coming of the great running back in the NFL, right? So it, you need to have that. And so I think what's challenging for the Giants is how do you do both, right? How do you pay Saquon commiserate to what he deserves, but also leave room so that the running back is not taking up the position that is, is not taking up a disproportionate amount of the cap. And now that the cap's going up, maybe that changes. But I've always looked at it from a Saquon standpoint, is that there are so many fans over the last five or six years, and especially the young fans, that Saquon is their favorite player. Right. right? He, is, he is the guy whose jersey they wanted. He's the guy that they want to emulate. Uh, as a, as a kid, I mean, he's the one that you go to the to the to the stadium to see. You want to see him have these big days, and to replace that is not easy. Right? It seems easy. Mm. Ah, it'd be easy to replace that guy. It's it really isn't, and unless you have an elite quarterback, which you know the Giants are still working on, obviously. So I think I think there's the on field stuff, there's the contract stuff, and then there's the emotional side of it. And it's really all convoluted with this conversation about safety. That's why, believe it or not, there are similarities to the Alonzo discussion. It's Mm -hmm. not completely the same, but there is because you're crossing between being smart financially. The NFL is different because they have a salary cap. But being smart financially, but also understanding there is a core of Giant fans. It may kind of lean young that say, this is my guy. I want this guy on my team. Now, Sean, how old are you now? 36? 
Yeah, 37 in two months. Yeah, but you've had a lot of guys you've seen spend their entire careers with the Giants. I'm working with my guy. No, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like that, that, that's why I don't know if that changes this. No, it, I would always prefer that my star players stay the star, but it's hard seeing them in another uniform. Like, I, I remember vividly being upset that Ahmad Bradshaw went to the Colts yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, that one bothered me because he was, you know, everything is a running back for me as a Giant, too. I'm just in one of those weird spots now as a fan where I think you can't separate the business part of it. If the Giants get Saquon back at fair terms, fair prices, depending on what the market... Of course I want him to be a Giant. I want him helping out, hopefully, a new quarterback. But if he's going to get a break-the-bank deal from the Houston Texans, as much as that would suck seeing him play for somebody else, I don't want the Giants to be very dumb business You don't want them to overspend. Exactly. That's it. That's it. All, all is fair, and I don't have to worry about that? Yeah, I don't want to lose Saquon Barkley. No. Yeah. No, nah, there's a and that's and that's what's going to happen. By the way, well, when, he, hit, when he hits full free agency, right. he's going to get overpaid somewhere. Well, that's why that, the next two weeks are pretty damn yes, important. That, and that's what that's what happens. And we talk about it all the time. Yeah, when you go somewhere in free agency, you always overpay. Well, that's my concern about Alonzo. It's mm-hmm. why you know people scream at me. Why do you care about an extension now when the Mets could just sign him in free agency? Because you ask. For a team to overspend, but there's also other options in free agency. I get not that. not at first base per se, but no, but running back in the NFL, right? There's but, a lot of running I'm, backs I'm, available I, in free right. agency. Free, oh, without a doubt, yeah, we, we did this before, yeah. And Saquon's, I mean, he's up there at the top of the list, but he's not probably right. top of the list. But that, but because of the sport, and I know you hit on this. This is why it is apples and oranges. There's less of an excuse for Pete Alonso to play anywhere else, 100. percent Yeah, because no yes. matter what, it's not going to affect your cap or I tax agree. or any I, of that. I, the similarities aren't about the decision. Pay him. No. I think it's a lot more complicated with Barkley because of the position he plays, because there's a salary cap, and because signing him could affect signing someone else. Right. That should not be the case with Pete Alonso because you got a billionaire owner. It, there, there should be no excuse. Where it's similar is the emotional tie that I think sometimes we're divorced from. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not when it comes to Pete. Lugie's not when it comes to Pete. But when it comes to Saquon, I'm not sure. Now, I heard Lugie over the weekend. And he is very similar to me. We are emotionally tied in on Pete. We're basically, if they don't re-sign him, we're going to be pissed at the world. Wait, Absolutely. Wait, and- wait, 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 wait. Before Lugie answers this. What? You watched the stadium series and you heard Lugie over the weekend. Didn't you go away with your family? <laughs> I did. Okay. You want to blow up my spot? I didn't listen to Lugie, but I check in on him because I support uh, him. All right. And so I knew what he was talking about. I heard five minutes of his open. It was fire, by the way. It was okay. tremendous. Thank you. Right. But no, I did not spend, oh. and I think he understands, I didn't spend hours listening, but I checked in on him to know what the hell he was talking about so that when I brought this up today, I could refer to his wonderful show he did on Saturday. Thank you, Evan. We also have the Rewind app that is open for 24 hours if you wanted to listen in in midnight instead of going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> My thing with Alonzo is this, too. Steve Cohen has had no problem courting other players, whether he wants to go to dinner with Kate Upton and Justin Verlander, whether what I said, Venmo, Scott Boris from the White Lotus Hotel for Carlos Correa. But when it comes to Pete Alonzo, they want a nickel and dime. They want to kick the can down the street. I have a massive no, issue with I'm that. I'm with you. Massive. But now, they were right on Jake. Doesn't mean they're going to be right on by, Alonzo. By the way, I, I want to stop saying that. I think we should all stop that for a second. We don't know if they were right on Jake. Uh, we let the guy come back from Tommy John surgery? Yeah. came back from Tommy John surgery with the Cy Young next year. Were they right about Jake? Yeah. No, seriously, were they but, right about Jake? Yeah, but hold on. The, prob- the problem is they were built to win last year. Right. Do the Mets have an ace right now? No, of course not. So what if Jake saying, wins a Cy Young next year? Okay, okay, but I'm just saying, in 2022, they were built to win, or 2023. I get that. Last year, they were built to win then. Tiki. That's why you had Scherzer. It's why you had Verlander. It's why you went out on a limb and got Kodai Senga. You, you wanted to win right now. I get now. that. All I'm saying to my fellow Mets fan is I've retired from saying they were right. Can we wait and see? 
Like, yeah. seriously. Yes, yeah, so far they're right. I'll totally give you that. Right. You're right. Last year would have greatly affected them. But if this guy comes back and wins the Cy Young next year or comes back and yeah. dominates the last two months of the year, are we really saying they're right? Not quite. I'll so st- let's I, just move on from yeah, that. I, I, I will agree to disagree. Okay, we can debate it a different day when he comes in, back think, and dominates. I think they intentionally moved off of him. That's fine. Do you feel the same way about Barkley, though, Lou? Because that's really what it comes down to. We agree about Pete. Saquon, do you have that same emotional attachment? I don't. I don't have it with Saquon. I think Barkley's relationship with Giant fans is a weird one because I think there's a lot of people that blame him for where he was drafted, which is not his fault. Mm. I look at it from a business perspective, like Sean. I don't look at Barkley, Teak, not just because you're sitting here. I look at Tiki differently than I look at Saquon. Maybe it's my age. For some reason, I feel more of an emotional attachment with the Met players because we haven't as many homegrown guys stayed forever as I do with the Giants because I've seen a lot of them through the years, especially in my formative years. It's also, there was never a doubt whether, I mean, I'm not comparing because it's two different, completely different situations. There was never a doubt that I was not going to be here. It was never. It was never. But but you know what else? And this is not, there's a compliment to you, and I don't think Saquon's going to do it, but I want to be fair, kind of like I'm fair about this DeGrom thing. If Saquon doesn't re-sign and he's not here, we'll never know if he has a chance to be as good as Tiki or Passum. Because Tiki's yeah. best part of his career, I'm talking about, Jazz, yeah. if you're not here, was the last four years of his career when he was 28, 29, 30, and 31. Yeah. If, now, Statistically, I, my last three years, I had as many yards as I did my first seven. Now, I'm going to guess that that's not going to happen with Saquon. <laughs> but my point is, we don't know. Yeah. And also the playoffs. And the, he, he played in the playoffs a ton, well, made a Super Bowl. The Giants could win the Super Bowl in two years. I have no right, idea. No, exactly. We're never going to know that answer if he isn't re-signed, which is where he does have a chance yes. to surpass and you. Because he's not old. Right. He's, he'll be 27, right? This is your 27 season coming up, I think, because I think Daniel Jones is 26. So it, this is Saquon's 27 years old. It's just not, turned 27. Right. He just turned 27. So it's not, it's not like he's 30. Yeah. It's not like he's Derrick Henry. As a free agent, and we're saying, yeah, how much tread is left on those tires? The vibe I get, based on Luke's answer, Sean's answer, your answer, is that you guys want him back. You yes. want him back. Yes. But it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. It's not well, the same because it's the sport. I totally understand. And it's not the same because you've had enough of it. You've had a lot of guys who spent their whole career with the same team. It isn't as special to you as it would be for me um, and other yeah. Met fans if Pete spent his whole career with the team. There, there's two things. One and this is not me, but this is why some people are, because I listen to Sean's podcast with the kid who's filling in for him. Bryce. He says, Bryce, who's like, I'm done. I'm tired of Saquon Barkley. Get him out of here. And I can see why people say that because he's been unavailable a lot. But to me, that just says we haven't like really scratched the surface of what he could elitely, you know, could be as an elite player. Right. Right. And so, and again, he's not old. Like, I got good at 27. Mm. I mean, I, no, I got great at 27. Saquon is just turning 27 so the challenge is going to be the tag because that that puts the money front and center and if they're going to tag them then or even potentially think about it that's where we're starting so it's at 12 and a half million dollars per year you probably got to pay some premium on that and if you really want them and you're going to tag them you might as well give them a three-year contract that's basically two and a void right so there's ways to make this work it's just both sides have to be willing I think I know that Saquon's side is willing. Yeah. I don't know what the Giants are. Wow. All I know is Saquon Barkley spent a Sunday afternoon in the middle of February at MetLife Stadium watching the Rangers take on the Islanders in a game that was only worth two points. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I know. (laughs) Uh, Clearly, it was a bigger event for him. By the way, (laughs) Saquon there in a Giant jersey, neither team's starting quarterback was. Uh, That's true. But the backup. (laughs) The backup to the backup ones. (laughs) I've had enough of him. We'll get to that later. Let's go to Alex in Middletown, New York. What's up, Alex? 
Hey, guys, how are you? What's up? What's going uh, on? Quick one for Evan, uh, since it's President's Day and uh, you're interested in the president. Oh, you yes. might know this already, so if you do, you can stop me. All right. The, uh, the John Tyler thing? Yes, John Tyler has a grandson that that's still alive. Now, last yes. check, he's still alive. 1790s, boy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? John Tyler, who is a president, who what? came... Okay, so here's the thing. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> I'm going to put Tiki down a new rabbit hole. <laughs> John Tyler. John Tyler was... Was what? He was president. I know, but it was ages ago. So John Tyler had a child when he was, I think, in his 80s, who also 80s. had a child when he was in his 80s. What? And because of that, John Tyler, who was president... In the 19th century, the middle part of the 19th century, 1841 to 1845. Pre-Civil War. Now, John Tyler was the accidental president. He became president when William Henry Harrison gave a long-ass speech in the cold weather and died. I don't know if it was a pneumonia, but he he got something. He got sick. And John Tyler became president. And, yeah, he's got a grandkid that's still alive. Last check. (laughs) Yeah, he's 95 now. So this guy's still alive? Harrison Ruffin Tyler. Can you imagine that? Where does he live? And what, um, and what does he what does he do? I'm gonna go with Virginia. <laughs> That's my guess. He was born in Virginia. I, I gotta see where he actually still is living. You imagine that pickup line when you go to a bar? You're not gonna believe it. Oh, this. my grandfather was president. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl's like, ooh, Ronald Reagan? But think about this. So think about this. Thirty years ago. Thirty years ago, when yeah. he was sixty something. That's even forty years ago. Yeah. You know, when it's in the seventies or eighties. He could say that line yeah. as, a, as an eligible bachelor if he's not married. Yeah. You know, my grandfather was president. What's a better pickup line? My grandfather was president or my cousin is Steven Tyler? <laughs> I think that my father, my grandfather was president. I think the problem with the my grandfather was president is once the girl, if she does, ask who? Because there's a really good chance that most Americans have no idea who John Tyler is. Right. Like if you went on the street and said, who is John Tyler? I'm thinking less than 10% of the people are going to say president. Great point. They're going to probably say to Sean's awkward joke right. related to okay. Steven Tyler. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. So the he was 80. Was It, it wasn't his wife. It's, I am guesstimating the ages of John Tyler and his son, but if okay. you do the math, it could work out. His it, his his same wife? No, I think he had multiple It had to wives. be different, right? I think John the Tyler was... for his son. He was getting around, yeah. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah. And you know what I don't understand? So I spent this weekend with my kids. I love my kids. I love hanging out with them. I chase them now, and I get tired. Right. I'm 40. Yeah, but hold on. Back Could to, you imagine being but, 80 and chasing your kids yeah, around? Yeah, but that was a different era. You, like, you didn't, the, the, the dad didn't chase them, especially if you were a political, I don't know, star. So you didn't do anything? You didn't chase around your kids. Someone else raised your kids. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and they didn't have Peppa Pig to raise their kids. <laughs> there was no TV. At least I have the break of the iPad right now. I mean, John Tyler didn't have that break years ago. Let's go to Tony in Deer Park. What's up, Tony? Hey, what's up, fellas? Yo. So, as a big time Giants fan, back in, you know, uh, mid-2005, 2006, I watched some of the greatest seasons from a running back. You know, we don't have to name names. <laughs> but I, 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 you, I'm going to tell you something. I, I love Saquon, and that's a guy you want on your team. He represents. That's the kind of you know guy in the community, all that good stuff. 
and he's an unbelievable talent. No but doubt. He hasn't blown my. He has not blown my socks off as a Giants fan. He's great. He's the offense, but he ain't no Tiki Barber. Let's well, be serious. Well, he, but, he, but hold on, he could be Tony. That's what. That's all I'm saying. Now, I believe. I, I, you, I, believe I, I believe that like the position that I used to play and that Saquon now plays. It, it at some point you've just taken too many hits mm-hmm. and your body just starts to wear down and you just don't have you lose the proverbial lose a step. Like I worry about that with Derrick Henry because he's got he's taken tons of hits and he runs big and he runs heavy and he gets tackled a lot. Saquon and this is kind of a, the benefit of being hurt. He hasn't taken like this massive amount of hits. Because he's missed the better part of two and a half seasons. But that, but that moves to the logic of then why would I think at 27, 28, 29, he's not going to miss time. Well, it de- if he's already missed time. Well, so an ACL tear, that's just, it, that, that happens. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not instructive on what's going to happen going forward. right? You tear an ACL, you can be better or stronger than you were before. Nowadays, back in my era, no chance. You were compromised. The other one was a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just a ligament stretching. Eventually, you get stronger and you and it, and it comes back. You learn how to not tackle or, or get tackled in a way that compromises yourself. So when I look at his biggest injuries, the only one that's that's I don't know upset that, that like upsets his physical ability is repeated ankle injuries. But there's ways to mitigate those things. I'm right. not, I I can't worry about like the injury stuff. It's just more about. Does he still have that burst? But you know and what? He looked like it last year. But you know what? When, when I argue about Pete, there are two buckets where I make the argument. There's the baseball argument, which I think I did a few days ago. I never mm-hmm. brought up the sentimentality. But the sentimentality thing has helped out by there's no one in history who spent his entire career with the Mets who yeah. I'd say, yeah, Pete's good, but he's no this. Yeah, but like also, you say Daryl Strawberry, but Daryl left. He didn't yeah. get to finish his career but, here. But Pete is also, he is the best run producer home run hitter in baseball. Correct. That's why from a baseball like, standpoint like, I still make the argument. Like period. Yes. Not not qualifying it. Not like, well, because he plays first. No, just period. Yeah, yeah. Like he is the best home run hitter, run producer in major league baseball. Yeah. So he should be paid like that. And it's not just being paying him as a first baseman. It's paying him as the best home run hitter, run producer in baseball. Now, next year when he's a free agent, will there be competition at that for that particular spot? Yeah. Juan Soto is one of them who happens to have the same ang- uh, same agent. Yeah. And so if you're the Mets, so as much as you love and want Pete to be here for the rest of his career, you're also looking at the alternatives. Yeah. Right? Well, like, no, no. Is, I want both. I don't want I, I know you do, my ass. It is what it is. But let's just, let's just look at this from a – we got to pick one. No, in theory, we no, no, don't, pick no, no, no. I don't like this. If you, have I don't like to this. Pick See, that's one, dirty. What you're doing? I'm not. But yeah, I'm just it saying, is. But this is what David Stearns is doing. No, but this is what they're letting you do because they let guys go to free agency. No, this is becomes clear, a this choice. Is, this is clearly what's happening. But it shouldn't be a choice. But why? Because this I can have both. Clearly, what? The, uh, because if Pete Alonso signed yesterday, it would okay. be a choice. David uh, uh, Scott, the man from Milwaukee. Thank you. No, I wasn't even going there. I wasn't even talking about him. Scott, oh, talking about? Scott, I'm talking about Boris. Oh, that guy. Scott Boris yeah. is not going to break the bank on two guys in the same year. With, what? With Soto and 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 uh, Pete. Well, Soto with the, with the Mets. It's, he's not doing yeah, he it. He could. Why not? 
If you offer enough money, he will. No chance. If you so offer, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get a fifty something million dollar deal and a thirty something million dollar deal. Well, all you're so doing you're gonna, is you have, you have eighty five million dollars yeah. on two guys. All per you're season doing for is the making the argument for why you should extend Pete now, so you don't go into the off season with this argument okay. that you're already making, okay, which but, I think is ridiculous. Not Evan, not you, Evan, but it's going to be made but, against. But you. here's your problem: it whatever the off season number is is the actual number right now. Right. Whatever it is. It's just like Saquon with the franchise tag. Whatever the franchise num- num- number is, that's where the negotiation starts. So we know that the free agency is coming for Pete Alonso. Therefore, whatever that free agent number in theory is, that's where they're starting. Speaking of Pete, we will listen a little bit later on mm-hmm. to a couple of quick clips of what he said over the weekend. We'll put that in the Tiki share and Tiki <laughs> tell us what he actually meant. What? No, speaking of Pete. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why this is taking me an hour and a half. Where's my A-Rod banner? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't see it. What, what, what do you mean, oh, yeah, I don't see it? I don't see it. I mean, right. I agree with you. It's not hanging there anymore. Tiki, what time did you get here today? I got here Round, at round when I did, 50 right? or something. Okay, I got here like 12.30. Loogie, I saw again. You were here first, Evan. Yes, I was. Where you is the banner? The, you took the banner. Are you accusing me of taking the banner? I am. You stormed out like a pouting baby, which we still haven't addressed. Very oh. unprofessional. You stormed oh, you did out. did quit on the show on Friday. You did quit on the show. We had to finish the show without him. Mm-hmm. And now you're the first one in, you know, big quarterback, first one in, last one out, that whole deal. <laughs> and the banner's gone. Where's the banner? A-Rod Day wasn't just a day to celebrate A-Rod. The banner got revealed because the number was retired forever, and it's not here, hence it's not yes. retired forever. Where is the banner? Why are you guys looking at me like I took the banner? You accusing me of taking the banner? Somebody took the banner. Well, I, someone clearly did take the banner, but I don't know why you assume it's me. I know. Tiki didn't take the banner. Right, I didn't put the bomb on. Left. Uh, Lou Gower didn't take the banner. I didn't put the bomb on, no. I didn't take the banner. So you think I took the banner? I know that BT and CeeLo didn't take the banner. Right. You took the banner. Is it possible Al Cintron took the banner? Why would Al Cintron take the banner? He doesn't like A-Rod. Is it possible Danielle McCartan took the banner? I'm going to say something right now. Go ahead. And I respect the work that both Danielle and Al do here on the weekends. Yeah. And I used to do a lot of weekend work mm-hmm. myself. If you as a weekend employee came <laughs> with your right. once-a-week shift and you had a power move like that and took down A-Rod's retired you number. You do not have the authority that to is, take that banner. That's, you've, you're done doing shifts around here, and I will make that call to the architect. <laughs> so I'm assuming that they would not have the goal to do that, and this was you. Tough guy. So you're just making an assumption I took the bath. You're the one guy who cried like a baby and left the show Friday. The one guy who didn't want to do this. This is part of losing pickleball. And magically, the first guy in the building out of all of us and the banner's gone? Of course you took the banner. First of just all. Just tell us where it is and first, put it up. First of all, I stormed out on Friday at 6 o'clock because you went below the belt. Right, we did a whole day honoring A-Rod. It was uh-huh. a nice, beautiful ceremony. Had some special guests, including A-Rod himself, C.C. Sabathia. It was a wonderful day. And I thought I put my best behavior first. Like, I thought I did that. And then you and Tiki kind of joined in, started saying inappropriate things about A-Rod <laughs> being a Met and Pete Alonso leaving as a free agent. And I thought to myself, you know what? I gave you four hours. Now you're being jackasses. I'm going home. Well, I mean, so first of all, I, I no, stand no, no. by the fact I walked out on you. I, because quite frankly, like, what was the point of that at 6 o'clock? Like, why'd you have to Attack me for that. Because first of all, we do four and a half hours of radio every day, and it was A-Rod day, and that was an element. Shay-Rod was an element. You didn't stand there and answer the questions. You pouted like a baby and walked out. And then continue to start the show, pouting like a baby is an Islander fan today. A lot of baby out of you lately. <laughs> and I just want to know where the banner is. I don't know. Evan, I'm going to tell you right now. If tomorrow we walk in and I don't see A-Rod's retire, I'm not going <laughs> to accuse you anymore. Hang the banner back up. And if not, 
I am going to take multiple thumbtacks and put them in your car tires so you cannot get home. <laughs> what? Nice. So tomorrow, that's your fair warning. Banner better be up. All right. I'll help you look for it. Maybe I'll find <laughs> out who took it. Yeah. We are live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. We'll come back and get to your calls, 877-337-6666. A lot of emotional Ranger fans giddy about their February Stanley Cup victory. And Giant fans trying to figure out what to do with Saquon Barkley. And coming up, oh, I have to do this now. Okay, how about this? As soon as we come back, before we get back to your calls, Tiki will put the clock up. Okay? Three minutes. And when we come back, I will address the Brooklyn Net decision of fire Jacques Vaughn, and I will give you a public endorsement on who I want the next full-time head coach to be. So it won't be at 3.30, but it'll be a few minutes right after that, right here on The Fan. All right, Evan and Tiki on this President's Day Monday, a couple of days ahead of the big birthday of George Washington. He would have been... 200 and like 80 or something like that. It would have been very, very old is the point. Anyhow, uh, Tiki, can you do me a small favor? Yes. Can you put three minutes on your clock? Yes. All right. I have it. Thank you. You tell me when to start. Okay, I want to address Jacques Vaughn's firing, and I want to publicly endorse his replacement. We'll start it now. Jacques Vaughn's a wonderful guy. He's a good guy. He's a good human being. I wish him all the best. He was a terrible head coach. The Brooklyn Nets underachieved this season so far on a catastrophic level. So, number one, you lose your job when you have a team that underachieves. This team should not suck as badly as they have defensively with the individual defenders they have, number one. Number two, he lost the room. You can't lose the room. You lose the room, you're done. When Mikel Bridges is coming out after that Boston game, basically begging for help, begging for a fix, you know you're done. Mm-hmm. So open and shut, Jacques Vaughn deserved to lose his job. I don't say that maliciously. Again, good dude, class act. I wish him all the best. He did not do a good enough job this season, but we move on. Obviously, they're going to hire an interim. I am all good with Kevin Ollie getting that opportunity. I think he'll be like the sixth or seventh guy that's won a national championship at the collegiate level and gets an opportunity to be a head coach. I wish him all the best. But I've got my sights on someone specifically. It is not Jeff Van Gundy, though I understand why people would think that. Sam Cassell? It is not Sam Cassell, who I love. I loved Sam when he was in that back in 1998. It is not Mark Jackson. And, Nick fans, I want to tell you, this has nothing to do with you, as much as you may think it has something to do with you. (laughs) I have had my eyes on this man for a while now. How much time do I have? You have a minute and 37. I've had my eyes on this guy for a long time. In fact, this guy's had his eyes not on me, but on an NBA head coaching opportunity. And I believe he would flourish in Brooklyn, New York. And I believe there are some helpful coincidences that make this fit really, really work. Now, you've got to pay him, but you also have to remind him geography's a thing. And the Sixers aren't changing their head coach anytime soon. And the Knicks aren't changing their head coach anytime soon. So if it ain't going to be Philly and it's not going to be Manhattan, why not Brooklyn? I would like to publicly endorse as the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And Joe Sy, if you care about this team, you write a massive check to make it happen. Jay Wright! Let's go! Jay Wright! He's the right guy for the job. We got a little connection with Mikel. And by the way... Aren't all his players across the river? They may be, but I know that one of them's a free agent at the end of next year. 
And if Jalen's getting any kind of FOMO because <laughs> Jay Wright ain't coaching the Knicks, he's more than welcome to come across the bridge and join Mikel. But that's a side benefit to it. The real mm. benefit is I think this guy can coach. And I have felt this way for a while since Jay decided to walk away from Villanova. He wants to be an NBA head coach. Now, your greatest argument against me would be, why would he take the net job? I totally get it. It would not be as appealing as Philly. It would not be as appealing as the Knicks. But those jobs aren't open. The net job is. And with a potential addition like a Trey Young or a Donovan Mitchell during the offseason via trade, Jay Wright would be in a good position to succeed. So I wish Kevin Ollie all the best. Oh, the alarm's off? All right. I wish Kevin Ollie all the best. But I would like to publicly endorse Jay Wright as the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> How the hell are you going to get fired on your day off? <laughs> that did happen. How do you think about that? <laughs> Come on. You couldn't let this guy go last week. It's his day off. Honestly. Well, uh, it's been a long time coming. So, they, they, so call, they call this poor guy up on Monday. Stop. I think it should, Evan and I were talking about this before. He probably knew. Uh, I'm sure. Right. He had to have known. Yeah, I, that's my guess. Yeah. And it just, just became a formality during the all-star break, something that people will hear, not really get up in arms about, maybe not even care about, and move on from How the hell are you going to get fired on your day off? <laughs> no question. Look, I, one thing that's lastly about this, and we'll get back to your calls, a lot of Ranger fans all giddy about their Stanley Cup victory last night, and obviously Giant fans figuring out, does Saquon Barkley come back? Do we want him back? What does, do I think? Does he get tagged? Does he get tagged? But one thing I always hear when a coach gets fired, and it's this very lame response, usually from other coaches, which is, it's so unfair that this coach lost his job. So unfair. you got to blame the players. I tell you this, and I hope you guys trust me. I watch every second of every Brooklyn Net game, okay? And there have been times in which you're firing a coach and you're just kind of like have no reason to. You're just throwing it in the air because your team is struggling. Jacques Vaughn deserved, from a performance standpoint, to lose his job. So any head coach that's going to come out in the next few days and say, this is unfair, this is this is not the Pistons, the Nets should be a playoff team. They have the talent to be a playoff team. So I say that as respectfully as I can, because, again, he's a good guy and all that, and he is. I like Jacques Vaughn as a person, but he did a terrible job as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Good riddance. You know what, Evan? You know what made me chuckle when I saw the reports? One of the reports said that he lost several key players in the locker room. <laughs> I was unaware the Nets even had several key players. <laughs> it's really Bridges. That's what he thought. No, about. we might have found out why Ben Simmons hasn't played so much. No, there's no chance. No, it better not be Ben. Ben, ben just doesn't want to play. No, nah, it's Mikel, Mikel Bridges. And I physically think, can't. And I think you saw this with Mikel when he did that dopey podcast with Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart. Mikel Bridges is a really, really nice guy. He's not a leader, okay, at all. I think the way he got bullied by Brunson and Hart in that little interview showed you he's not a leader. Like, stand up for the franchise you're playing for. Is he just, younger than them? Uh, I'm trying to think of remember the the, the dynamic at Villanova. I think they, he's younger than Josh Hart. I think he's the same age as Jalen or maybe a year younger. I'd have to double-check that. But I felt like he got bullied by those two guys. i got to be honest with you. Like Instead of standing up for the franchise he plays for, he just was like, yeah, sure, whatever you say, whatever. So I think that Mikel Bridges is a really quiet guy. I think he's a really nice guy. And I think if you see him not believing in a head coach, that's a real sign that you've lost the head coach. We've spent way too much time talking about this. Yes. We so let me just over. move on. We I just want you to know I'm endorsing Jay Wright. Do you like that, by the way, real quick? Mm. Good endorsement? I do. I just don't know if Jay Wright is going to want to come out and coach a team that's not going to be good for a couple of years. But he's got Mikel Bridges. I know he's buddy. got Mikel Bridges, but yeah. who else? Right? He's the, got Cam Johnson. The challenge of, he's got Cam the, Thomas. The, what are you talking about? The challenge about? for NBA, uh, college coaches to come play, uh, coach in the NBA is that it's a different game. 
Yeah. Right. It's a different philosophy and teaching defense, which is what Jay did to an extent. Just like Tony Bennett, if he ever tried from Virginia to come, like it's not working. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, we're gonna play this, uh, you know, three back and uh, you know zone up front. People would be like, what the hell are you talking about? But you about? know what? I think one of the biggest adjustments is coaching superstars. I definitely yeah. think that's it. Well, guess what? Your superstar, quote-unquote, is Mikel Bridges. Right. You already know. So you know. So well, I think that I, would be I, a small I don't think benefit. that would be a problem. I think he has the, I don't know, he has a like the personality to make them at ease yes. and not be combative, combative with them. Now, yesterday, when the Rangers won their Stanley Cup by beating the Islanders uh, in comeback fashion at MetLife Stadium, Sean Morash was at the game. And I assume he was an unbearable, obnoxious, alcohol-fueled mess. Bitch, New York game. Ranger fan. And we are now joined by somebody that ran into him at the game. So we can get a <laughs> scouting report on how he hacked it. And that's the great Kenny in Staten Island. Kenny, I hope you enjoyed yourself last night. How much of a pig was Sean yesterday? Well, f- first of all, uh, I'm an Islander fan, so it, it, w- it was good for, for 55-plus minutes. Yes, that uh, was a good 55 right, minutes. And, <laughs> so I ran into Sean between periods, and I was talking to him, and a buddy of mine was with me, and my buddy comes by with this big ice cream cup, and Sean just stopped the conversation about hockey and goes, where'd you get the ice cream? He goes, just, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so so actually, actually, a friend of mine, he took. I took a picture with my my buddy and Sean with the ice cream in his in, in his cup, and Sean, you know, was like, "No, no, we got to take the picture with the ice cream." So, nice. so that yeah, Sean was all right though. I got, I guess uh, it was between the first and second period. Uh, I guess after the game is right. when and I guess he was fueled up and uh, made his way home. Thank uh, God he took the train. Yeah, but you know, but he wasn't obnoxious. He wasn't obnoxious. And Evan, how come you weren't there? I went away with my yeah. uh, family this weekend. Tommy no, just did got, not work out. No, I know. You got to plan it, though. That, you know, was, it was, it was, that was the mistake was I made, Kenny, be because it, it is a cool mm-hmm. event. And thanks for the call, man. It's an event I do want to go to genuinely. And I was talking earlier. My only hesitation was about seats. Like, will it be a good seat? But as far as, like, taking the kids out in the cold weather, ah, screw it. We bundle them up. The traffic, ah, get the tablet. Yeah. They're fine in the car. I wasn't worried about that. It was more the seats. But you are right. I did not. I didn't time it out well, because if I knew months in advance, I would have said to my wife, let's go to the Poconos a different weekend. (laughs) But I didn't do that. That's on me. I own that. That's a tough spot the weekend after football, too. There's probably a lot of guys that were in that spot. You know, that's a big honey, whatever you want to do weekend. You're probably right. right. I don't know if I would have been able to pull it off either way, because you're right. It's the weekend after the Super Bowl. That's a tough spot. All you've done for months is command the weekend schedule. Exactly. But, and believe me, when I did drop how'd the news... How'd you get away with it? So my wife's great. She oh, doesn't get away with it because you got free tickets. Well, and not only that, <laughs> I was going with a neighbor and she's friends with the wife oh, okay. and it was all that. So However, did they get together? Yeah, I think they met up at some point yeah, yesterday. There's a whole thing. But there was that moment when I gave her the date on the little calendar. She looked up and said, the first Sunday after the Super Bowl, you're going to be out all day <laughs> drinking? And I'm like... Eh, you know, it's good for the show. I did sell on that. <laughs> by the way, it was. It was good it to was, have you there. Right? You have did, content. Did you get the ice cream, by the way? So, yes, I did. Uh, I was hoping not to reveal that on the air. Kenny sold me out. It was delicious. They had a little split, the chocolate vanilla. It was tucked away in this little corner. I did eat to eat that after sushi on top of multiple beers. And let's just say the middle of the night was a rough one. Mm. You know what I respect, though, about that? Too many people will say you can't eat ice cream in the cold weather. I don't get that. And that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you could have ice cream anytime. Your icy is the same thing. Like, I don't understand why Ralph's, which is an institution in this country, I love Ralph's, they actually closed down for a few months during the winter.
and I've never understood it. Like I'm a big ices guy. <laughs> it's delicious. I also, I'm I yesterday full disclosure. I drank like some Land Sharks Modellos. I got a lot of heat on social media. Those are summer beers. They How are. can you drink? What are you talking? Modellos not. Land shark is. But if it's good, it's good. It's I, I agree with you, I don't you, understand Sean. that. Yeah. And by the way, I'm sitting outside all day. What am I supposed to do? Drink 10 Guinnesses? Yeah, Tiki, what's wrong Guinness. with having a summer beer in the winter? I'm kind of with Guinness is that. a light beer. It's not a dark winter beer. You know what I mean, I know though. what you mean. But why can't you have something in the winter that's summer-like? Because when you see Land Shark, Land Shark was, a, was, a, it's one of, it was my crossword this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But when you think about a land shark, you think about the beach and the ocean. And I don't and it's it's the middle of winter. Yeah, but do you drink frozen margaritas at all? No. Okay, I love frozen margaritas. Am I not supposed to have them in February? Because I mean, it makes you think of the beach? You can, but it's just weird. Why is it weird? It's good. Drink a man's drink in the winter. Well, I'm not, I'm not a man. Put some hair you know. on your chest. Oh, wait, you don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of hair on my chest. The problem is I like drinks that are not considered, according to many, manly. And that's okay. Right. I don't really care. But alcohol is alcohol. It's going to make you feel the same way no matter what season or anything. And by the way, what's wrong with thinking about the beach in February? I'm cold already. Mm, it's right, a good, good right. way to look at it. I hear you. Let's go to Jackson in Plainview. Good afternoon, Jackson. Hi, Evan. How's it going? We're good. What's up? Uh, I'm having a little deja vu. About yeah. what? Okay. What's the matter? Uh, uh, last, a few months ago, you saw Pete Alonso at a Ranger game. I did. And you said, he's coming back. Oh, crap. I'm not going to shave my beard until that happens. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and now, Saquon Barkley goes to the stadium series, and you've now jinxed it, and Saquon's gone. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's a thank very, you very thank you very much. Thank you, Jackson. He said Saquon's done. That's what he said. I've jinxed it. Saquon's jinxed gone. It. He's gone. Can I tell you the difference, please? Because I, I do think there is a significant difference, and I appreciate Jackson's recollection, and he is right. Um, this beard that I am currently wearing, you will not see it on TV today. SNY has a company holiday, and I respect that. We don't have a company holiday. We're working our asses off, and we're here. We here, as some may say. No, you mean like us as as. Shows, yeah, just the shows, just the shows, yeah, just the shows. Nobody else is here. That's Even right. The architect is not here. Even the architect, right? No one else is here, but the shows are all here. Spikes on air in Philadelphia talking about the Flyers losing <laughs> to the Devils. Probably, <laughs> I don't know. You don't know about Puck. Are you kidding me? You can't name two Flyers. Anyhow, here's the difference. Oh, let me just set this up. He is right that back in November when I saw Pete Alonso at a Ranger game, I thought that that was a sign because Jeff McNeil was at a Ranger game a year earlier that Pete would extend with the Mets rather soon. <laughs> yeah. And that led to this beard growth that's been going on. Um, so, yes, he is right about that. But here's the difference. I was wrong about Pete Alonso being at the Ranger game. But Pete Alonso wasn't at the Ranger game wearing a Met jersey. Mm. He wasn't there on the ice wearing the colors of his team. And, by the way, even if he did that, he's still a Met. It's not like he's a free agent. Right. Saquon Barkley is a free agent. Tomorrow is tag day. Yeah. The window to franchise tag your players begins tomorrow and closes two weeks from tomorrow. He is legitimately a free agent, and if his, um, his uh, agents, yes. and if the Giants had any brain cells, and I'm sure they do, they'd be actively negotiating right now. Yeah, they should be. So that is a completely different animal than Pete. This just brought up something else. I didn't even think about it until you just said that. So, Sean. Tiki. <laughs> was there an event around the Giants and the Jet players? Like, was there a signing? Was there no like they, a meet and greet? So, 
maybe there was. There was like this little fan fest in a gated area that I did not go to because I was more interested in drinking in the parking lot. Yeah. But before the game, they just brought them all on stage in their jerseys and they held why the mic to the crowd. Going, so my question is, why were they wearing their jerseys? I guess to try to correlate this is the Jets and Giants house because the ending was a Tommy DeVito message right, where he but said, then, but, Sundays are football day. Now we're going to give you our Evan football to a hockey day. just said this about Pete being at the Rangers game, not in his jersey. Why the hell would he be in his jersey? Like, well, why, why would I go? I went to the Devils game last Thursday. Why would I show up at the Devils game with my New York Giants football jersey on? Well, but if <laughs> like, the Devils. Who does that? But if you're being. Like, for instance. I'm just thinking about this. Like, if you don't know who I am, then you don't know who I am. Do I need to wear my jersey to tell you who I am? It's kind of insulting it's when weird. you think about it. It's just weird. Yeah. Like, I told you the story about Rondé. He came and he stayed with me when I lived in the city. He took my car. He, he ran out of gas. And he got pissed off at me. And I'm like, dude, you can't look at the gas tank and tell it's out of gas. So he took my jersey and he walked down the street. Like, with it on. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Like, just walking down the street. That's around great. Upper, Man, upper Manhattan, Upper East Side. Like, looking like I'm the jerk off who, who <laughs> wears my jersey walking around. <laughs> just in case you, hey, you know who I am? I'm Tiki Barber. Because he right? knew, I got cause he knew be insulting. On. Right, because he knew it would be insulting. So why are they making these guys wear their jerseys? It wasn't like they were walking through the crowd. Again, if the game was at City Field and Pete Alonso was there in a Metro's, I think it's just a way to cross-promote where the game was being played. And it was su- it was football Sunday. It's just a kind of a weird visual. I guess. But remember this. Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. Brees Hall wasn't there. Sauce Gardner wasn't there. And I'm just naming Jeff. Brees Hall were- was there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Brees, Brees Hall was, was there. there. I apologize. Sauce Gardner wasn't there. Garrett Wilson wasn't there. Quinn and Williams was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.J. Mosley was there. Not every Jet was there. Not every Giant was there. There are plenty of Giants that weren't there. In fact, the three Giants there all may not be Giants. Exactly. There were basically no Giants there. Right. Think about it. But that's what I find sort of interesting about it. Like, yeah, they're a all free guy agents. who's a free agent in Saquon Barkley didn't have to be there. He said yes. I'm sure what happened is the NHL or the Giants or MetLife Stadium reached right. out and said, hey, which guys in town and would want to be a part of this? And Brees Hall, Hall was like, you got to come, but you got to wear your jersey. Yeah, Hall, no, I'm good, man. Brees Hall <laughs> likes hockey because I remember Brees even tweeting recently, I'm going to an Islander game, what should I expect? Like, he's been at Islander games. Yeah. So Brees was probably like, I'm in. What made Saquon say I'm in? And does him saying I'm in make you think, oh, he's even going to be more in it because he's going to re-sign here because he wants to re-sign here. He's showing up at a giant uh, at a Ranger no, Islander great game. Great PR move for him and his agent. Because he got an enormous hand yesterday. We all stood sure. up, cheered him loudly. And guess what? Now but, we can turn to John Marion and go, look, 80,000 yeah. MetLife for a hockey game sat there right. and cheered me in a giant jersey. But he would have gotten the hand without the jersey on. I, I know. I'm you just, can't get past that. I, know. I just can't get past it. It's just weird. Would you me. have done that? If no. the Rangers and Islanders called you no. up and said, with, No. Really? I would not have. If, you were to, if you're going to give me a Rangers jersey that or an Islanders jersey that has my name on the back of it, like the CC, like the. Uh, the, the Yankees jersey I had on yesterday or on Friday mm-hmm. that has my name on the back of it because I played in CC's softball game. Would I wear that? Sure. I'm not wearing my own football jersey. That's just corny. Wow. <laughs> Calling out all those Jets and Giants, but just corny guys. It's just weird, man. <laughs> I want to walk around in my own jersey. What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they took it off once they got to their luxury? I suits? hope so. <laughs> I, I would hope so. Too. I hope so. But I don't. I also think it was just knowing it. Like you looked down, you saw four guys in jet jerseys, three guys in giant jerseys. For the crowd, it was like, "Ooh, Jets and Giants are here. We're in MetLife." Yeah, yeah, but, the, but if it, if they if you don't know their names, and it doesn't matter. Like if it's I know if it's some kid on the practice squad. Do you really care? 
No, but I can think it was just the first. Right. I don't know. Exactly. You're right. So the players that were there are known enough players that they're going to get cheers whether they have their jersey on or not. It's not like they were saying, "Hey, wave at the guy on the jack and the on the at the Giants jersey on." Right. Was, they're announcing their names. Right. Welcome Saquon Barkley. Fantastic. I couldn't really tell on TV because sometimes on TV it's tough to tell. How were the hands? Like, did the Giants get bigger hands or did the Jets get bigger mm. hands? Was it the same? So the Jets. I'm not going to. Do this to like turn on the Jets. Just be fair, be honest. Ju- the, the three Giants got a louder ovation than the Jets. It does not mean that the Jets didn't get a loud ovation as well, but there were roars. I also think it translates, right? There's a lot of the Ranger fans are Giant fans, mm-hmm. and I agree. more Ranger fans. So I agree. that's probably why. I, I agree. There's obviously crossover, but in general, most of the time, you kind of follow the lineage of Giants, Rangers, Yankees. Not everybody. I mean, look, you're you're an example of it. You're not there. Well, Giants, Yankees, Rangers. Oh, I, no, you are there. Yeah, I am there. <laughs> Lugie's not. I don't follow the basketball crossover. Yeah. That's my issue. Right. Did they have to wear the jerseys? Boy, that really bothers you. It really is. Sticking in this crawl. <laughs> Harry is in quorum. How are you, Harry? What's up, Harry? Hey, guys. What's going on? So, uh, I just wanted to say that you are right with the two points being the ultimate result of yesterday. But I think you have a real bad take with saying that the seat would have mattered for you because yesterday was all about the atmosphere. So, you know, me being at that game and experiencing that win is definitely going to stick with me for a lifetime, whether I revisit before next season or five years from now. So I'm surprised Sean didn't bring that up, but it's definitely uh, bigger than just one game. Mm-hmm. No. Whatever. <laughs> he's right. Loser. I mean, no, no. Loser. He's right in terms of for I'm him. talking about you, Evan. Oh, I'm the loser or yeah. Harry's the loser? No, you are. Look, Harry's, Harry's speaking the truth. Just because you remember something vividly, because you were there and you remember the atmosphere, doesn't make it bigger than any other regular season game. If you go on and win a lot and maybe get deep in the postseason. Okay, but they're not. But they're not. We don't know that. You don't know that. Okay, they're probably not. I'm sorry. I should have used the word probably. How, they're how, probably why, why, why not. Why not? Because their goalie's not good enough? Uh, but, uh, but that's a part of a chore. Well, maybe they trade for one. I don't think they're good enough. They're, they're not going to do that. But they're one of the four know, best maybe. teams in hockey. The they Devils very are going to trade for one? Well, Igor Shosturkin better be their guy. If he's not their guy, and they ain't winning a damn thing, and you, Sean knows that. You talk to any Giant fan who was there Christmas Eve when Victor Cruz ran 99 yards, they correlate that Super Bowl with that moment. If the Rangers do win if, the Stanley Cup. If, if. You guys okay. are keep using ifs. You don't win anything. You won a regular Evan, season game against a team, all, but all they do but, is choke all season long. That's what you did. They are in a realistic position where it is a possibility this year. Okay. And a high possibility. Sean, and we will all look back on, Sean, on yesterday and go, oh my God, Sean, I was there. What a moment. I'll make you a promise. Because if the New York Rangers go on a deep postseason run, first of all, it'd be kind of fun. I don't mind crapping on the Rangers for two months with you defending them and you too, Tiki, because you'll join the parade. I can see it now. I'm a Devils fan now. Yeah, but <laughs> I know how things will go. <laughs> Rangers Lightning Conference Finals. It'll be like, it's a New York team. We're having fun. I don't mind that ride, but let's say you win and I'm wrong. Let's say the first team to bring a championship back to New York is indeed the New York Rangers. Let's say you win the Stanley Cup. You hoist Lord Stanley's Cup uh, on the 30th anniversary <laughs> of the last time you did it in 1994. I'm painting the scenario, okay? Uh. A moment you haven't seen in 30 years, and you do it. And you clinch it. Game six, Madison Square Garden. Not going to give you game seven. Game six, Madison Square Garden. You win it, okay? We come in the next day. We're doing the show. I give you the flowers. What other choice do I have? Hey, guys, got to admit it. What a hell of a run. Congratulations. Sean cries on the air. Okay? <laughs> At what point in those four and a half hours do you even mention beating the Islanders on February 18th? Because, spoiler alert, 
you won't. By hour two. When we think B- about the moment, you knew. No, 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 because we could... Evan, you like you saying this? You won't mention it no. at all. No. Because it'll be no. far and it'll be months ago. Because it's a regular no, season sir. game that happen to have a lot of people watching. No. That's all it Evan, is. You you say this often, clip this. I am promising you, if the Rangers win a Stanley Cup, you saw the emotion in Laviolette's face. You saw the emotion from the players. Yesterday will be that catapulting moment why that 80,000 of us will look back and say... We knew then, because I'm telling you, you're not a Ranger fan. Mm. We all walked out of the building, and many could point to mushes or odd. I know from talking to a lot of people at Concourse, that was the moment we knew this year was different. Okay, here's Number the- one. <laughs> here's, what, here's what we're going to do since you're a big fan of clipping things. Lugie, and Lugie will do this because he's on my side. I want you to clip that. Because when your season ends in destruction... And it probably will. Can't tell you it's going to be the first round again. Can't tell you to be at the hands of the New Jersey Devils or my crappy team. The odds are it won't be. But when it ends in destruction, I think we'll all have a really good laugh listening back to how on February 19th you declared they're winning the cup. And that was the moment you knew. When your goalie was choking in the first two periods of the game. Like, did we forget that? Yeah. Didn't choke in the third. Up? Didn't choke in the third. Okay. What about the good. first two periods when he gave up? How many goals? I brought up the wind. You weren't there. <laughs> bring up the wind again. <laughs> they had a rod day, and I respected it. And I knew I had to combat it with something anti a rod. And I didn't do the whole show on it, just a little bit. And Ryan Dempster and Jason Veritek were my Trojan horses. Those are the guys I really. I also wanted cousin Yuri, but I couldn't get him. I think he's in jail right now, and I could not get his services. And Jason Veritek was busy. I understood it. So here's Ryan Dempster, the guy with enough balls to say, I'm just going to hit A-Rod because he's a cheater. So I did treat him like my hero because he was my hero because he said yes. And I needed some anti-A-Rod love. And Ryan Dempster was like my my hero even, for it doing it. didn't even work. You, you drew a lot of emotion out of me during that interview, so I give you credit. But it was, <laughs> it was a little over the top. Um, but I called about Barkley. Well, real quick you before you continue, you are listening to us. Evan and Tiki here on WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN-FMHD1 in New York. Sorry, that was legal. Continue on now, Kevin. I apologize. Question about Barkley. Big picture. If they tag Barkley within the next two weeks, yes. does that mean we're not drafting a quarterback and trading up? That's a good question. Because I think, it's, I think it's counterintuitive. If, if you tag Barkley, you're telling your team and your fans we're in a win-now moment, and I don't think they trade up or draft a quarterback in the first round because that's not a win-now moment. Yeah, so, yeah that's a good Thank question, you, Kevin. Kevin. So let me think about this. So if you tag Saquon Barkley, you're locking in – I actually think I actually Kevin I think it I think it's the opposite of that because if you trade if if you um sorry if you sign Saquon Barkley to the franchise tag and you lock him in at twelve point five million let's call it I forget what the exact number is let's but it's twelve five which is a big cap hit number for a team that has a thirty free agents in thirty spots that they got to fill the likelihood of you going and getting a quarterback is actually higher. Because the quarterback's cap hit is small because he's, he's a rookie, right? And obviously you have a signing bonus and you have all those other things, but it's not going to get like a massive contract to stick on there. I think, I think if they sign Saquon Barkley on the franchise tag, it's for two reasons. One, leadership continuity. And two, to help a young quarterback not have to worry about 
what the running game looks like. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that works both ways. Right, it, do- it definitely does. It works both ways because if I'm drafting a young quarterback, I want him to have as many tools as possible yeah, so he's his, in position to succeed. You need as many veterans around him as possible. I, I honestly think that if they tag Saquon Barkley in the next two weeks, it gives us zero indication of what they're going to do at quarterback. I think it gives us more of an indication of how they feel about Saquon Barkley and that they actually have a confidence they could work out a long-term deal. Because remember, when you tag a guy, you're not saying he's going to play on the tag this year. No. You're doing it to keep everybody away. Now, obviously, you put the non-exclusive tag on him so somebody could actually give up multiple picks. They're not going to do that, as we saw last year. So effectively, you're keeping him away from the open market. And by keeping him away from the open market, you give yourself three options. Option number one is he could play on the tag again. I don't think they'll do that. Option number two is you're just buying yourself time to work out a long-term contract. And then option number three, which is not the worst, is trading him a tag and trade. So that if you do lose him, you're getting something besides just the compensatory pick you would get back for losing a free agent. So I don't think their decision to tag him will give us any indication on what their plan is at quarterback. Right, and if they tag him tomorrow... They'll have until July 17th to sign him to a long-term deal. Otherwise, you rescind the tag or he plays on the tag. Right. That's, and rescinding so, the tag is very un- it's rare. rare. Gettleman it's very did rare. it to Josh Norman years and years ago. Yes, he did down in Carolina. I think that's like one of the rare examples of that. Well, that was Josh Norman talking too much. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't Gettleman being Gettleman? Yeah. It's just what, I, you know, I've had those conversations with, you, you're not there yet because your kids aren't old enough, mm-hmm. but my kid is, at least my 10-year-old who thinks she's 20. <laughs> right? You get to the point where I'm just like, Brooklyn, you're better off if you just stop talking. Yes. Right? We're, we're not going to continue the conversation, just stop talking because it's going to get worse if you if you keep talking. Yes. Josh Norman was that guy. Interesting. He just kept talking. Speaking of guys that keep on talking, but sometimes I enjoy listening to him. Ozzy and Woodridge. Ozzy. Ozzy, how are you? What's up, everybody? How you doing? Oh, we're great. We're fantastic. Thanks for asking. All right. Three questions from Morash, if I may, and then a kumbaya moment on how he made me thankful for A-Rod. Oh, okay. oh nice. Go ahead. All right. Uh, has President Taylor's grandson seen all four Blue Skirt Family Cups, Sean? <laughs> I'd have to do the math. I would assume uh, yes. No, right. well, get he probably didn't remember. He didn't math. remember. He was born in 1928. So yeah, so no, theoretically, he did theoretically, yes, but I doubt it. Yeah, he doesn't remember all of them. He was, okay. he, he was one. Okay. Yeah, interesting. All right, fact check me on that. Yeah, no, you're right. I just did. No, I think you're right. I, I got it out of right. my head already. That was a great first point, Ozzy, by the way. Right. You're off to a wonderful start. Yes. All right, uh, Sean, why didn't you call out Tiki for storming out of the studio on Joe B that time, and you just called out Evan for being a crybaby? Yeah. Go ahead. I agree. No That's a standard. hypocrisy from both of you. Right. You have a problem with me. You have a problem with Tiki. Go kiss ass. Yeah. Because Tiki is somebody I idolized. I would kill myself if I ever idolized you. Right. And I was justified. Okay. And I was justified. That's right. I wasn't That's justified. my bad. No, you weren't justified. I was not justified. No, you were a whiny, you bratty lost baby. A bet. I know, but you guys were taking unfair shots <laughs> at the Mets and Alex Rodriguez. Any shot. I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up, Ozzy. <laughs> I What's thought that? the same thing. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, uh, this is going to end kumbaya because Sean may see the light. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But Tommy can answer that second question too. Uh, you know. Whenever he wants. Now, he'd, give, he'd give the same answer as Sean. They'd insult me and say, we respect Tiki so much. <laughs> Some kind of BS answer. Anyhow, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you think A-Rod called in on Friday because he wanted to show his selflessness to fulfill a fanboy's fantasy? <laughs> or because 
he thought that someone in the Yankee brass was going to hear it, and he would fulfill his fantasy to make Monument Park and have 13 retired. <laughs> what do you think his motive was? John, uh, can I, I answer actually, that? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I the real reason he called in is because <laughs> – one of my best friends is Ron Berkowitz, who's his PR agent. Okay. <laughs> so, That's the I, real said, reason. I said, Ron, get me a Rod. Right. He said, All right, cool. That's the power of Tiki Barber. He says, yeah. Get me this guy. He comes on. <laughs> so, Sean, you owe Tiki one because you were fanboying big time. You were yeah. getting all flushed when you were on the phone with A Rod. Yeah, he was. It was getting kind of awkward. I, re- I, I replayed it 14 there, times. Kumbaya, bro. <laughs> Kumbaya. Yeah. All right. Why, why, do you, why did you appreciate it, Ozzy? All right. Well, Sean made me, a Met fan, grateful for A Rod on Thursday, on anti A Rod Day. Because I quote Sean, he, he said about A Rod, he said, A Rod was willing to put stuff in his body to give Sean a parade. He didn't care about the side effects. He was willing to do that. He didn't care about the physical side effects. Well, the main side effect caused him to lose the consensus number one on the Cinco de Fatso, J-Lo. And by causing him to lose J-Lo because he's rocking and rolling with a pea shooter now, that prevented the sale to the Mets J-Lo and A-Rod. Build that ass first. Them. Wow. I didn't even think of that. That's ve- yeah, that because some she dumped him. Yeah. She dumped him because he's rocking a pea shooter. <laughs> the main side effect wow. of Roy Deuce. Wow. That prevented us from having them as Met owners. Thank you, Ozzy. That's, that's a thought I never thought. I never thought it of. cleared the way for Steve Cohen. Yeah. It's great. However, if A-Rod and J-Lo on the team, I bet Pete has an extension already. Oh, God. By the way, the Minnesota Timberwolves are first place in the West. Oh, right. we're, we're giving Alex credit for that now? Yeah, I mean, I don't believe in coincidence very often. Oh, <laughs> the best thing that happened to the Mets besides the Wilpon selling was that A-Rod and J-Lo didn't buy the team. Mm-hmm. Because that would have been... Can you imagine how chaotic that Well, was. that's my point. Like, yeah. it's nothing against Alex because I think Alex loves baseball. Right. I think he would be passionate about it. I don't know what kind of finances they'd have. Like, I tell you right now, the finances would not be well, the Steve Cohen finances. Ultimately, wasn't that the issue that they were they, they were bringing on a couple of extra I think so, yeah. investors? And yeah. It, just, it just got a little complicated. He didn't have the money. I mean, very I few mean, people do. Who does? No, no, Steve Cohen <laughs> does. So besides the questions about the finances, the other thing would have been this breakup. Like, they were buying the team together. Like, can you imagine what the hell would have happened if now all of a sudden they call off the wedding, they're yeah. not together anymore, Ben Affleck's here? Like, that just, I don't even know what would have happened, but all I know is that it probably wouldn't have been good. J-Lo would get the Mets during the week, and A-Rod would get the Mets on the weekend, like yeah. a divorce, and, and that, it's a child. And that works out incredibly well. <laughs> like, all I know is I know that was a convoluted way for Ozzy to say, thankfully, A-Rod did steroids. Like, somehow that affected that, and this affected this, and then he's not the owner. But I do appreciate the effort. I thought it was a very, very good effort. And I do want to answer Sean's question, because he asked me earlier, he made a very strong accusation against me, that the banner we hung up on Friday, which was right behind us, the 13 banner, is no longer here. I have found out where it is. Okay. I have retrieved it. And what we need to figure out as a show is where we're hanging it. It doesn't really work behind us where we had it for the ceremony. No, so, me and Tiki got to figure it out. Do you have it figured out? Yeah, we're taking on the Pete Alonso signed picture. <laughs> well, first of all, it's a signed autographed jersey 
in which Pete writes to me and Craig, thank you for being part of the charity event that we did. Great. You think that yeah. should just come down? Charity event. I'd say, look, I think Pete did great work, you and Craig. Bottom line is this. He's basically shown he's probably on his way out of New York. His jersey needs to come down. You could take it home, do whatever you want with it. This is the Evan Antiki show now, not the <laughs> Carter Roberts show now. We're putting up the A-Rod day battle. Where did you get the power to just decide that? Like, it was just your decision. Just gave him a little bit of a power. It gave That's him a it? little bit of a, a, a window to crawl through. And all look right, you know what? I'll agree. If all control. three of you, and that includes Lugie, says that's what we should do with it, then I'll accept it. But, Tiki, do you think that's what we should do? Oh, can we hang my picture first? <laughs> your picture? <laughs> my picture. It's, like, right there. It's been sitting there Oh, that's on the right. Floor. There's a wait, Tiki. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, we did can you, hang that up. Did you walk that in there as a subtle hint that we've been waiting to hang it up? It's been sitting there. <laughs> Uh, no, it's been sitting there for uh, two years. <laughs> Has it? I haven't even noticed it, but you're right. There's a painting of Tiki Barber. It's been in here for at least two years. All right, so you want to hang that up, and you want to put the A-Rod banner up where the Pete Alonzo jersey is? Yes. And, Sean, I know you want that. You're all right with that? Lady? I don't think so. We're That's not covering up Pete Alonzo's jersey. No shot. Then you've been outvoted. Well, Sorry. Luckily, I guess we'll have to figure out a different place for it. Luckily, Tiki's name is Tiki Barber, so his vote counts for two, so we win. No, that's not how it works, because the whole pickleball thing, I got overruled, and that got us in this mess in the first place. I'm not, you know, doing this again. Yeah, I'm with him. We'll hang it Sorry. somewhere else. We're not taking Pete down. Mm. I mean, I'll give you this. I'll make you this deal. I'm, sur- I'm make- surprised you're not giving Al Cintron a vote here. No, no, I'm going to give you a deal, and I don't think Lugie's going to like it, but I'll give you a deal. I made a declaration that Pete Alonso would extend with the New York Mets. It's why I have this gorilla growing on my face. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's our cat growing on my face. As well as your hair. What animal should I use for growing on my face? Mm. Not a lobster, because I don't have hair. A ferret. Chin- chinchilla. So I already good. used ferret. Cat. Skunk. Gorilla. Skunk. Porcupine. Skunk, porc- 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 porcupine. I like that one. I got a porcupine growing on my face. I'll make this declaration <laughs> to the man from Milwaukee and to Scott Boris. All right? I love Pete. I hope Pete's a Met forever. And I will cherish that jersey that he signed to me and Craig. And by the way, to Craig, if he's listening, it ain't yours anymore. You've been gone. You haven't claimed it. And possession is 75% of the law. Okay? So you talk about divorces, it's mine. We'll start with that. Got that out of the way. If Pete Alonso doesn't extend by opening day, it comes down. I agree with you. Screw it. If we don't get an extension by opening day, the Pete Alonso jersey hanging in this studio is gone. Gone, and the A-Rod banner goes up, and the Tiki painting goes up, and I accept that if I made myself clear. Okay, you have. I don't think it's horrible. I do think it's a very tough to track how many things we have going on with a Pete Alonso extension at this point. <laughs> uh, but the A-Rod banner is not waiting till opening day to get rehung. So it's got to get hung somewhere, even if we leave the Alonso thing. You can't do it. It's A-Rod day. It's not A-Rod day for a day. It's A-Rod day forever. All right. I will talk to the person that stole it because I they reached out to me. I know who did it. They have it. Okay. And I now have possession right, of it. So let me know when you go find it. And I here. promised to not tell... Anybody that Al Cintron would do that as a weekend host, but I will mm. keep that between us. Okay, just me and him. That he had nothing to do with taking that banner down. <laughs> Don't worry, Al. Secret safe with me. Steve is down in Florida. How are you, Steve? Hey guys, thanks for taking the call, Evan. Dude, I gotta call you out. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like, I don't mind being called out. The Knicks hatred. I get it. You're a legit Nets fan. You're a legit NBA fan. That's fine. The Rangers hatred is just. And I'm disappointed no one's made this point yet today. Yeah. Your Ranger hatred just feels so manufactured. Like, dude, you watch maybe 10 hockey games a year. You're not a real Islander fan. I'm You're about, not a real hockey fan. About, about, about 12 games a year. I've actually counted it out. You're right. But I've always made that clear, which is why I can't be a fraud. 
Because I've always said I like hockey, but I'm a real front runner. Like when the Islanders are in the playoffs, I watch every single game. But during the regular season, it's more when basketball isn't on. So I've made that absolutely clear. So how could you be a fraud when you're brutally honest? You know what I mean? I, I, I guess. Just, I got gotcha. you. I stumped you. <laughs> now, hockey's my fourth sport, and I've always made this very clear, too. I find it really difficult for anybody, and that's why I wonder about Sean, and I wonder about a buddy of mine. Uh, his name is AJ, who happens to be a Nick Islander fan. I wonder how you could be diehard for both. I don't see how you could it's do hard. it. There's not enough time well, in the day. So the way I am is I watch the Islanders probably 10 to 12 regular season games a year. I think his estimate was spot on. But, Playoff time, complete fraud, watch every game. Yeah. And my boiling hatred for the Rangers is just this collective hatred I have for Madison Square Garden. In fact, some days I wonder if I actually dislike the Rangers more than I actually like the Islanders. Yeah. So it's, he's it's, sort of yeah. right, but really wrong. It's one thing to have elite fandom for a team. It's another to have interest and understanding. Because if you were to ask me, my two sports would be football and soccer. Right. Right, but it's like baseball I watch and I enjoy hockey. I don't watch a ton of, but now I am that I'm a Devils fan. It's just you get into it. Yeah. But you, you really have to have time. And no the problem doubt. is it's hard to have time. It is. That's why this is going to be a great year if the Islanders can make the playoffs. Because guess what? The Nets aren't. So you got my full attention, baby. All right. An extra little week for Evan. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I have the animal for you. That's all growing on my face. Go yes. ahead. A Markor goat. A Markor? Markor goat. A Markor goat? M-A-R-K-H-O-R. Why not just say goat? Markor. Why do I have to add the Markor? Because a goat is different than a Markor. It's a specific goat. He's right. A specific goat. Does the Markor grow more hair? It it looks like your beard. Interesting. He's actually right. Markor. This is a profitable rabbit hole. I'll use use it the next time I... This is what I do. The next time I talk about the thing growing on my face, I'll bring that up. Just say Markor. Don't say goat. Just say Markor. I got a Markor. damn Markor. Going on my face. <laughs> you got it. And people will be like, what in the hell is he talking about? You and it'll force it. them to educate themselves. There you go. We have a Yankee legend <laughs> joining us in the next half hour. Find out who. Plus more of your calls at 877-337-6666. And new information's come to light that may prove that Kyle Shanahan screwed up more royally in the Super Bowl than we even realized. A very busy Monday here in New York City on President's Day. Ranger fans taking their bows for winning their February Stanley Cup yesterday at MetLife Stadium. Saquon Barkley may get tagged, and tomorrow we may find out. The two-week window begins tomorrow, and we'll talk to a Yankee legend coming up in the next 20 minutes. But I don't know if you heard this. I must have missed this right after the Super Bowl, but Kyle Shanahan did an interview right before he met the media in which it sounds an awful like Kyle Shanahan had no idea how the overtime rules work. Hmm. Now, we know that his players had no idea because his players admitted they had no idea. But both you guys, Tiki and Sean, I think made an assumption. Ah, but he knew. And that's really all that matters. Well, I want to play this interview with Evan Washburn. And you tell me if Kyle Shanahan knew the overtime rules. Is there anything right now that you feel like was the difference down the stretch? Um, I mean, love to score a touchdown there at the end, not get Pat another chance. Had our opportunity to get him off the field on fourth down. We didn't. Um, Pat's done that a bunch. Uh, Stop he right does it there. almost all the time. Did you hear what he just said? Any regrets? And he said, yeah, I wish we scored a touchdown so we didn't give Pat another chance. If they scored a touchdown, Pat okay. was still getting so, so another chance. Let me, let me remember this. <laughs> so what was the 49ers penultimate possession in that's the, not in, what he was saying i know though. i know but in the regular in the regular court in the 
regular, like the fourth quarter. Yeah, they kicked the field goal. They kicked the field goal. Yes. So maybe he's talking, because what were they? They, they know, kicked, either way, they, they, Pat would have had to score a touchdown. Yeah, but here's why that's not the case. It can't be the case. It can't be the case because he mentioned stopping Pat on fourth down. There was no fourth down opportunity on that chief field goal drive at the end of regulation. All right, let me hear he this is again. clearly talking about overtime. Let me hear it again. And doesn't know the rules. Is there anything right now that you feel like was the difference down the stretch? Um, I mean, love to score a touchdown there at the end, not get Pat another chance. Had our opportunity to get him off the field on fourth down. We didn't. Um, Pat's done that a bunch. Bang. Uh, he does it almost all the time. So uh, it was a hard-fought hard, hard game. Um, went a lot like we thought it would go. Had yeah. our chances there and didn't get it done. That's a guy who doesn't understand the overtime rules. Yeah. Tell me where I'm lying. No, you're not. He He's... he's I don't know whether it's in the moment or he just is completely underwear, unaware. Now, you want to tell me he misspoke and that's not what he actually meant because when he did get to the press conference, he understood the overtime rules because he said, hey, it was the possession game like we talked about right after the yes. ball. But this is the interview prior to the press conference. Yeah. And based on that answer, Kyle Shanahan had no idea how overtime rule Right, works. Evan Washburn is the sideline reporter, so he caught him on the field. Before he got into the, to the I think press it press. was right as he got into the dressing room area, and yeah. they do that losing head coach interview. So he's off the field, but it's prior yeah. to doing the press conference. So would you agree with my assessment that yeah. Kyle Shannon I mean, admits it, he knows it, nothing about it, the rules? It sounded like it. I mean, the only thing I could guess is if he scores a touchdown, then it there's there's no way to make it like right. No, there's no way to make it right. <laughs> there's no way to other than just saying he perceptually make it right. There's no way unless he misspoke. Which I don't think he did. I think he's very aware. He's very smart, Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. So he knows exactly what he's saying. And he just didn't know the rule. And it's it's not surprising yeah. because his players didn't know the rule. That's a problem. Kyle yeah. Juszczyk said, I, I didn't know that if, yes. they, if we score a touchdown that they still get a chance. At 429 on February 19th, I must bend the knee and admit, I think Evan's right. <laughs> yes. I'm done fighting about this right. a week later. Right. Now I still think he made the right call accidentally. I still would have taken the ball, but I would have gone for two. That being said, it is it is now very hard to defend Kyle so Shanahan. So if Kyle Shanahan didn't know the rule of overtime, if that statement you just heard mm-hmm. in that interview with Evan Washburn, if you don't believe he misspoke and you take what he said at face value that we just played for you and you all accept, wow, a head coach in the Super Bowl did not know the rules of overtime. I ask you a much more difficult question. Mm-hmm. Is that a fireable offense? No. <laughs> no. It's close. No. It's, it's close. He's, he's a damn good head coach, but that good, is that's close. He's too good of a head coach to fire him over. They know the rules of overtime. Yeah, but they know the rules of overtime. Did, did nobody know the rules of overtime? We, we knew that. Come on. I'm he's talking, a head coach. No, no, no. I'm talking about did nobody on his staff. Know the rules of overtime. I don't know. I don't know what they knew. Right, there, there had to be some conversation about this. There had to have been. Like when you get into overtime and you're going out, I don't know, whatever it was, three minutes or five minutes before they go out and they flip the coin, there had to have been conversation about the overtime rules. And if not, then that's a that's an indictment on the hiring. Like they don't have a, a game management guy. Mm. Now maybe Kyle's ego is is such that he thinks he doesn't need one. But every team has a game management guy mm. that tells you, right, this go for two here or uh, it, that was a challenge, that one. They Every team has that guy. Yeah. So I can't imagine that Kyle didn't know and then they whoever was hired to do this job or they don't even have this job didn't know. 
Here's what I am curious about. And I understand that Sean agreed with the decision. I don't want to refight the decision to take the ball first because that's irrelevant here. If the New York Giants had just lost the Super Bowl and we had this damning evidence against Brian Dable for not knowing the rules of overtime, still did a great job, still got him to the Super Bowl. Not fireable. Not fireable. Would it be fireable, sir? <laughs> I'm going to say not fireable. <laughs> you, know, but yeah. you don't even mean it. You don't even well, mean because it. it would bother the hell out of me. Of yeah. course it would. However, I still have to say Kyle Shanahan took a team with Mr. Irrelevant to the Super Bowl and has built up a super team. And that. this can be a very easy learning experience. And Andy Reid is the poster child of learning experiences and bad moments Good in the playoffs. Point. So... It would bother the hell out of me. I would have to try to be prisoner of the moment, but I would still say not fireable. You would probably never be able to look at Brian Dayball the same way again. Well, but, no, until he won a championship. Exactly. Well, of course. You yeah. win a championship, you solve all, but I think that that would be a frame of reference you would use forever to describe him. Every little thing, whether it comes to challenges, time management, yes. clock management, now becomes under a bigger microscope with Kyle Shanahan as it would with Dayball. Well, I mean, it's interesting because Kyle, as good as he is as a coach, every big moment that he's had, all it's done is create another question. Mm. Right? Yeah. Same thing with yeah. when when he was in Atlanta. Obviously, Super Bowl 54, the first time they played the camp, it, it creates more questions every single time. Now, and they're different questions. Of course. We are fair and balanced around here. So even though I got Tiki agreeing with me and Sean agreeing with me that Kyle Shanahan's quote proves he didn't know the overtime rule, there is a dent dissenting opinion. I am curious to hear it. And Matt in Connecticut represents the dissenting opinion. So, Matt, what are we hearing wrong? That sounds like a guy that didn't know the rule of overtime. No, I hear you. I think that what you guys are missing is he says at the end. So he's talking about the end of the game. If the Niners on their last drive had scored a touchdown, Mm -hmm. then Mahomes would have had to score a touchdown and not kick a field goal. So he says we could have stopped them on fourth down. So you I get what you're saying. You know what the problem is? It's a stretch. Hmm. Like, maybe, but we're stretching to find out what he meant to make it seem like he understands the rule. You're creating a fake fourth down situation that never occurred. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. You know this what I mean? Because there was no fourth down. They kicked the field goal because there was no time left. This game is not even a week old, and yeah. I've kind of forgotten it already. <laughs> <laughs> but a hockey I'm, game I'm, took it all out no, of No, I'm just saying, like the like the, the possessions. <laughs> like a week ago, I knew every possession. Oh, no, no. They, they kicked a field goal on fourth and four from the Kansas City 36. Okay? They gave the ball back to Mahomes, who marched down the field and led the game-tying drive to tie it. In overtime, they got stopped short, had to kick a field goal. And then remember, they had Mahomes on a fourth and one from the 34-yard line, but they couldn't stop him. In overtime. In overtime. Yes. So when I hear fourth down, I'm assuming he then means overtime. Our last caller, maybe in an attempt to defend Kyle Shanahan, is saying, no, what he really meant is the fictitious fourth down that never happened at the end of regulation. And it adds up because if the Niner players don't know, and if you can question his decision, Kyle Shanahan, in overtime, it adds up. That does add to it, it yes. all, all the pieces come together that this guy had absolutely no idea. They didn't now, prepare for it. They didn't know about it. And he made a wrong decision you could debate in overtime. But what I did hear is that by the time he got to the press conference, he did understand the rules because when he was asked about receiving the ball, he gave an answer that made sense even if I disagree with it. An answer that Sean agrees with, it, which is, hey, we score, they score, we get the ball back, which I get. I don't agree with it, but I get it. 
So sometime between the interview with Washburn and sitting down at the press conference, someone must have told him, hey, coach. Yeah. Do you understand how overtime works? Somebody smartened him up so he didn't look like an idiot after the Super Bowl. That's what happened. He had no idea. And someone had to tell him so that when he's getting interviewed, he doesn't, you know, people aren't calling for his job. I understand, but our last caller, Matt, thinks we're all wrong. That we're taking the quote out of context. And let's not forget, like, when he said that down there at the end, I wish we would have scored a touchdown. They weren't close. Right. They were on the Kansas City 35. Right. You know where they They were close? In overtime. They kicked a 53-yard field goal. They were close in overtime because they had a fourth and four from the Kansas City 9. Yeah. That's when they were close. I just can't grasp this part of it. Tiki alluded to it. This day and age where you have your analytics guys, right. your so challenge guys, guys. Right. all these different people in your headset, how does not one guy, the moment the game's ending, all right, Kyle, refresher, here's how overtime works. How is that not possible? I, yeah. it's, a, it's a fair question. And overtime, their drive was on the nine. So yeah. over there in the, at the end, we got down. I wish we scored a touchdown. Yeah. He wasn't close to scoring a touchdown no. on his last possession. Not at the end of regulation. Hmm. Let us go to my hometown of Woodmere, New York, where David is there. Hi, David. How's Woodmere, by the way? How's it, how's it been? Uh, no complaints. Good. Always good. Good. But we know you're, you're a legend around here. <laughs> I don't know about that, but thank you. What's up, man? I'm good. So I just wanted to talk about uh, last year I thought the Rangers may have had their moment when uh, DeAndre Miller scored that goal with under a second left. I think it was against Dallas. Mm-hmm. That felt like that was the moment last year. I know. Sean said the same thing. He said he was going to put that on the Blu-ray as well, and obviously that didn't work out because the Rangers choked right. against the Devils. Yeah, Right. And then the other thing is I really I, – I think I'd like – this is for Sean. I don't know if you think this is possible. If the Rangers could maybe bring back Vetrano at the trade deadline because I thought he was huge in that. Even though they didn't yep. win the Cubs. Frank I thought Vetrano. he was he, he, Frank Vetrano. I thought he scored some huge goals. For them, and they need a you know they really need a guy other than those top guys like the manager and Kreider who could put the puck in the net. That's a good question. You think Frankie top. P should come back, Sean? Yeah, what do you I think? think with Henrique. And by the way, you know me and Lugie in discussions, you might do a full hour on the Lugie hour in the NHL trade deadline when that day comes up, mm-hmm. kind of like your Royal Rumble. Show. By the way, so, the March NHL 8th, trade the deadline. I was going to say it's like mid March, but yeah. not mid March. March eighth. They do that later on purpose to try to generate more buzz ahead of the playoffs. Yeah. No, I get you. I'm excited for the NHL trade deadline, even though honestly I'll have no idea who's being traded. Get ready for a lot of glass breaking that day. No, I can't wait. And then you have to explain who everybody <laughs> yeah, is. Will there, will there be a lot of moves? Yes, there. I I believe it will be a more active I mean, deadline I mean, than the for, NBA for the three here. The three well, teams here. The Islanders are at a crossroads. The they, Islanders have a big decision to make. I mean, it really yeah. is. It's not an easy one because. They're only five points out of a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't blow, you know, late leads all season long, they should be in a playoff You're spot. Right. Again, I said it earlier. So 14 overtime losses. That's 14. what I'm saying. So they have Lou has a tough decision to make on are we buying? Yeah. Are we selling? Are we being kind of neutral in this whole thing? The Rangers are clearly a buy team. They're trying to win a Stanley Cup this year. And they've had a couple big injuries. Now, the Rangers are probably two trades at least, depending on their caps. But you hear what that Ranger fan said before he was breaking down the trade market? He said he had a moment last year, too. It was a moment when Keandre Miller scored that game-winning goal with less than a second to go, and he had that same vision that Sean had yesterday at MetLife stating the vision of, oh, this is such an amazing win. And you want to know why he had that vision? Because in hockey and in all sports, sometimes you get great wins. That doesn't mean you're winning a championship. Yep, that's true. That moment didn't happen to cause a seven-game win streak the longest of the year, and that moment didn't happen in front of 80,000 people. So because 80,000 people were there, that game mattered more? Because I think the players— Really? Because I think the players, and they all said at the game, it felt more significant to them on the ice. It felt like a bigger game. when the Mets play the Yankees in the Subway Series, Mm -hmm. 
What are you breathing about? Because I have a checkmate for you, and you're not going to like me after I say it. Okay. Is it matter more if you win the belt at WrestleMania in front of 80,000 people, (laughs) or it's, you know, SummerSlam in front of 10,000? Move on. No, I don't think it matters at all. Mr. WrestleMania, you could do all the main events. You love WrestleMania. It doesn't matter more because there's 80,000. Yes. No, I think the most significant, I'll show you why you're wrong here. I think the two biggest title changes in the history of the WWE, in my humble opinion, are Hulk Hogan beating the Iron Sheik, which happened at a house show at Madison Square Garden. Uh. 30 years ago or 40. Okay, I'm just giving you my answer. And the other significant title change is when our tribal chief, Roman Reigns became the universal champion, not putting the two titles together, the universal champion, which he did at a pay-per-view I don't even know the name of. <laughs> like, literally, I can't think of it. I know that he won it there, and it was in, like, August of 2020. It is wrestling. Too. So, uh, no, no, but he brought it up. The I internet know. exploded because Cody wasn't going to finish his story well, in WrestleMania. Hold on, hold on. I'm giving you my answer. Okay, my answer is those are the two biggest title changes in the history of pro wrestling. According Neither to you. App- okay, yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But well, I I'm giving e- you my opinion all day today. But I think Evan's point, and I'm defending him Thank here, you. is that you're talking about a title change. He's talking about a regular season game. Oh, that too. 55. We're talking about game a regular I'm just talking about a win at WrestleMania, whatever. The fact that there were 80,000 people there, that was like the Super Bowl no. for hockey fans. No. Yes. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yesterday was WrestleMania for Rangers. No, here's mm-hmm. where you guys are wrong about this, and I'm saying this is no the value, non- But there's no value in the win other than the, two, other than the points. But what I'm telling you is I believe in front of that crowd that like that is something that you channel and you cling on to in the postseason and go, we've been here before. Okay. We're behind. You guys this have said big. you guys have said so many things that I just want to spike down on the ground in the last minute. I gotta like get my head straight. So I'll start with the last thing you said. How many times have the Rangers lost a stadium series or winter classic game in one of those big, beautiful stadiums? Never, How many? Never. They've never. They've won five, I think, five oh and oh. Yeah. Okay. How many times have they won the Stanley Cup after winning one of those big games? <laughs> None. I'm sorry, what was that? None. Okay, so let's put that point away. Okay. That's stupid. Okay, that's how many, number how one. Many of them did number they come two. Back from two goals with four minutes oh, left. Oh, 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 t- that matters? Yeah, it does. All right, let me get matters. to his dopey point because I've already addressed <laughs> it. Can I just say one more opinion? thing beforehand? You've already yeah. said enough. The, Ra- the Rangers had their WrestleMania moment yesterday. Okay, and they didn't win anything. They won a regular season game. And here's the other thing for the casual hockey fan, which, by the way, I admit I am. Like, I admit that. Hockey is my fourth sport. Do I watch it? Yes. Do I pay attention to it? Yes. Am I watching every game the way I do the Nets and Knicks? No, I do not. I, I will always acknowledge it. Now, I always know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I know everything about this Islanders season if I'm not watching every game, but they are clearly my fourth sport. So if you want to call me cash hockey, I'll own that because I am. And yet I was locked in on a Sunday afternoon. So you know who was the Super Bowl for? People like me. For the diehard fan in our audience, they're watching every game anyway. They've got three more games against the Islanders this season, two of which are at Madison Square Garden. Those games count. Those games are important. Okay? So when you say this is the Super Bowl for the hockey fan, you're being disrespectful to the hockey fan. I didn't because say Super the Bowl. Because the hockey fan, Boomer, and he can pump this game up as much as he wants, watches every Ranger game. Okay? So I, I would think every game matters to him. I wouldn't I, think this one's just going to matter more. And what was his opinion on yesterday? On- the same BS, oh, that we won, great. There was no screw the Ranger button, yay, I'm happy. I mean, you know, the typical boomer oh, opinion, he's Evan, happy, as he should be. And I know this is not part of it, but for the 80,000 people that were there that have all been to a ton of Ranger games like I have, yesterday was a completely different feel. And here's why you're wrong about that. I go as a hypocrite to every Met Yankee game, Tiki, every one of them. Mm-hmm. Always sold out, always <laughs> electric, but I'm there. 
But I realize when I leave that stadium, it's just any other game. And guess what? Because they play the very next night against oh, the same team. Baseball's <laughs> 162 games. You know that's different. The bottom line is big crowd, big atmosphere, more people watching. It's not just and that guess they what? won it's it. It's the same. It's a regular. Dude, you want a regular season hockey game. They it was won. so cool. There were so many people there. Big freaking deal. Yeah, you got two points. Okay? Two. That's Evan. what you got. You didn't get six points. You didn't get nine points. You didn't get five points. You got two. Evan. All right? So take your bows later. They scored two goals to tie a game with their goalie pulled late. I'm Don't aware. act like that's an every night occurrence in the NHL. That's an every night occurrence when you watch. In overtime. It, they scored three goals in four minutes and ten seconds to come back and win a game versus yeah. their arch rival in front of 80,000 people. It's not the same as the Subway Series where they play the next the night. The same New York Islander team who's ranked where on penalty kill this season? Where are they? Why don't you remind us okay. for the audience yeah, that doesn't know. Where the, the hell league? are they? Where's he? you still have a great goalie? You can make a save on Mika Zibanejad in the corner. Don't poo-poo the moment because you're not a Ranger fan. We won our title belt yesterday, and we get to kiss that thing and use what we learned yesterday and go hoist the cup. There's the evidence, Tiki. Mm-hmm. The title belt. They get title belts now for the winning regular season belt. games. Yep. Yeah. They won the stadium series belt yesterday. There you go. They, they won a title belt, Did Tiki. they actually give you something? No. Okay, so they give me a your, hangover. Take your two points and <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know who got a title belt this weekend? Seriously, you want to talk about title belts? Somebody at UFC? No, Steph Curry got a title belt uh-huh. for beating our girl Sabrina in that three-point challenge. Mm, they gave him a freaking title belt. Did they really? Yeah. I didn't watch a second. Dude, I was glued to that. <laughs> it was the best part of the All-Star Weekend. Nor did I watch anything else in the All-Star Weekend. I watched none of the slam dunk contest. I watched none of uh, Jalen Brunson choking the three-point contest. Didn't who, see any who, of that. Who won the slam dunk contest? Uh, Mac, Mac McClung, a G League player, which is all you need to know about the... Uh, what? Second year in a row, Mac McClung. Can't get an NBA job, but he wins the slam dunk contest every year. <laughs> That's all you need to know. And why are we supposed to care? I don't care. All okay, I cared about like, was Steph against I mean. Sabrina. I thought that so, was cool. So a G League player wins the slam dunk competition. That's right. Think of how asinine that is. Yeah. Because even if he was awesome and people were like, oh, I'd love to watch him, they can't. That's right. Because he's in the G League. You got it right. No, you nailed all of it. Jeez. Joining us right now, a Yankee legend. And before you know it, you're going to hear his voice again. And what I did not know about this Yankee legend is he's got his own beer. And by me telling you the beer name, every Yankee fan listening is going to say, oh, I know who it is. And, of course, we're talking about Warrior 21. It's an IPA beer. And we're joined by the Warrior himself, the great Paul O'Neill. Paul, Tiki Barber, Evan Roberts, how are you? Guys, how are you? It's it's, uh, it's it's good. I'm still in Florida, and it's it's Tika, as you know, as soon as the Super Bowl is over, man, it's time to start baseball. Yeah, it definitely is, and play some golf as well while you're down there. So t- hold on, before we get started, baseball, because we'll get to it in a second. Tell me about this beer. Like, is it is it heavy? Is it is it going to knock me on my ass? It's it is no, an IPA, I, right? It, Tell me you about know what? it. It's so funny because I didn't drink when I played, and then all of a sudden I started to you know have a, a beer once in a while, and I fell in love. With IPAs, yeah. I thought, man, these Me are too. so good. Me too. And I was introduced to a guy, Wolf and, Wolf and Warrior Brewery in White Plains, and he talked about, let's do this, and, and I started tasting some of the recipes, and he kept going through batches, and finally he hit one, I said, this is it. This is it. And now I've become like a beer snob. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't drink anything hey, uh, but that. Hey, Paul, it's a really, you, really hey, northeast uh, <laughs> no. IPA. and. What makes it Northeast is some of the hops are made in right. the Northeast, which give it a, a distinct flavor. Uh, believe me, I, I give it a shot. You'll love it. Right. I get I get those questions all the time. Hey, you want a light beer? I'm like, no, nah, I'll take water instead. Give me an IPA. <laughs> give, me, give me an IPA. How soon after retiring did you say, let me, let me see what this beer lifestyle is like. Let me drink a couple of beers. 
Well, you know, your lifestyle does change. I mean, yeah. you, you start eating dinner at home every day and, and <laughs> things like that. And, you know, you, you start feeling, uh, you know, things that you didn't do when you played. And again, uh, I wasn't a drinker and now I, I, I enjoy this IPA for dinner and it's just, uh, it's kind of, you know, just a, a different, uh, chapter, but, um, it, it's been a lot of fun to be part of this. Uh, to see, uh, you know, the brewmaster, Michael, I, I told you in White Plains, he's so passionate about these things. I mean, he looks like a scientist down there with the vats they have to <laughs> bubble for so long and can it now and hold it off there. And it's just that's a little beyond what I understand. But I know once it's made and once it's out. Um, I haven't tasted one that I like any better. Yeah, no, it, it is a process. Those guys are artists. Again, that's a Warrior 21 IPA. Go check it out. It's Wolf and Warrior up in uh, Evans Neck of the Woods. Yep. All right, you're down there in Florida. Uh, the Yankees are just starting camp. The, the guy who, I mean, obviously Soto and Judge and all those guys are, are interesting, but I'm, I'm, I'm so curious about Giancarlo Stanton and his weight loss and his leanness. And what that's going to mean. Have you gotten a chance to see him yet? Yeah, I did see a picture. Somebody sent it to me, and he does uh, he does look a little bit different. But, you know, I, I remember having a conversation with him at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, the, the only goal in the offseason was to train, to, to do something different, to, to get yourself the ability to, to go out on the field every single day and give the Yankees, you know, five or 600 at-bats where he can help this team. And, you know, he obviously has put the work in. I'm sure it has a lot to do with more flexibility uh, where, you know, when you take the field, you're not walking on pins and needles whether I'm going to get hurt doing yeah. this or doing that. Do you, do you think power is going to suffer? I don't think so. I, I, I think that, you know, if you watch his swing, he doesn't use a lot uh, of yeah. his legs, anything. He just kind of stands still. He just have that, that gift of bat speed and the, able, uh, the, the ability to hit the ball pretty much harder than anybody in the game of baseball. So, um, you know, it, it, it's just about comfort. Uh, obviously, injuries, they set you back. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's anxious to get the year going where, um, you know, the hard work in the offseason – uh, can pay off, and, and, and you know you got to remember this guy's what thirty four years old. It's not like he's forty years old or something. I mean, he has good years left in him if he can stay healthy. We're talking to the great Paul O'Neill. I remember so when you were playing, there would be a big addition every once in a while. Roger Clemens coming off of that ninety eight season. I remember they had a Chuck Knobloch. Yankee fans are enthralled. They're pumped up about Juan Soto. What does it do to the room when a star player is added? Like, would you guys be excited when you were coming to camp and you knew there was another star player that George added to the roster? Yeah, it, it kind of lets you know that the organization is, uh, you know, wants to win as much as you do. Because it, there's so many sports teams out there now that are, you know, run as businesses where well, if they win, great. If they lose, eh, we'll get them next year. Well, you know, that's not the Yankee mentality. And that's why I always had so much respect for Mr. Steinbrenner, because once we started winning, you know, he kept those teams together. He overpaid for players to keep those teams together, to bring in guys. He would bring in Justice, or he brought in Cecil Fielder. And you mentioned Clemens, David Cohn. These guys came in, and you continually felt like the organization was on the same page. So, uh, I guarantee when, you know, Otani signed with the Dodgers, a lot of the Yankees, you know, were sitting there, what are we going to do? Well, they did something big and, and bringing in Juan Soto, yep. who, you know, at his age and, you know, it, the one year and done, I don't see that uh, that's an issue. I think that things go well. He has a good year. 
he's liked by the team and the fan base. I, I think you're going to see him be a Yankee for a long time. Yeah, and you know, and you talk about that, Paul. It's it's back, you know, in the George Steinbrenner days when you were when you were there. It felt like if you needed to pay a guy, you were just going to pay a guy. Why mm-hmm. is that harder now for? big market teams like the Yankees, not really the Mets because Steve Cohen came in with all the money, but specifically with the Yankees, why is it harder? Is it because there's more competition? Is it because the number is just exorbitantly big? Like, why is it so much, it at least feels to us, like it's so much harder than it used to be? Well, there there are, you know, numbers that they want to stay under. And, and obviously, every time you think that uh, you've seen the, the, a top salary in, in any sport, mm-hmm. Two years later, you're you're scratching your head because it's doubled again. Right? It just continues to go up. So it's just not like uh, you can just go out and buy every all star you want because of the money in the game. But um, uh, you you want a superstar in New York. Uh, you have one in Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole. Now you've added another one. So you know you 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 have star power, and you know the Yankees. Are, are a team that uh, has been known for some of the greatest players that ever played the game and a lot of World Series, and they want to continue to do that. And uh, to do that, you got to bring in good players. And uh, when you bring in star players, you're going to pay a lot of money for them. Well, they did bring in a big one. Juan Soto is tremendous, and I think one of the big questions that Aaron Boone's already been asked is, hey, where does Soto hit? Where does Judge hit? What we know is one will hit two, one will hit three. You, when I think of you, especially during the prime of your career, I think of you batting third. Did you have mm-hmm. a preference? Was that something that you preferred over anywhere in the other uh, other spot in the order? Well, I I loved hitting third, and I, I thought it was an honor to hit third. And I remember the first time that I hit, I, I got called into the office by Buck Showalter, and I was hitting fifth at the time, and you know I was hitting really well, and. He said, I'm putting you third, and I'm putting Mattingly fifth. And I was almost embarrassed. I mean, this is Don <laughs> Mattingly. Are you kidding me? But um, if I made this lineup up, uh, I, I think I would put Soto second, and I think I would have Aaron Judge hit third. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Soto's on base percentage and the protection of Aaron Judge is going to help both of them because uh, Aaron Judge is going to be able to hit with a lot of uh, with Soto on base a lot, and Soto's going to get the protection to see pitches from Judge. So, in my mind, uh, that, uh, you know, two of the premier hitters in the American League in the same lineup. And if you can put Stanton behind Judge and he's uh, back to where he was, then you've got, uh, you know, three or four bats, uh, you know, innings that pitchers are going to have to really worry about. You know, Paul, when you came to the Yankees after coming with the Reds and the core four was there, you know this, you guys won a lot of championships. And so much of it was not what we saw, right? It's not what was on the field. It was like a chemistry and a camaraderie and a, I don't know, just a, a togetherness. Do you feel like this Yankee team has that? It feels like there's disparate spots, pieces, right? Rizzo comes in and then obviously Judge is there, but now Soto's there. Stanton and the pitching staff has now been made over a little bit. Does it feel yet like this team has that intangible, that chemistry? Well, I think that they have the tradition. I, they know the tradition of New York. Uh, they know what's going on as far as, uh, you know, salary-wise, they're at the top of the game, yeah. uh, behind the Dodgers, obviously. But, you know, it, it's uh, it's very hard to say what happens in the clubhouse. You know, for me to, to sit and say what, you know, what they're saying or what they're doing or does it compare to the, the, the 90s teams, right. I, I really can't tell yeah, you. But, I know that but how important Aaron was that Judge to you, is the leader of this team. And, um when you bring in a star player, uh, you know, Juan Soto's not expected to carry this lineup. Uh, he's expected to be who he is. Mm. 
and that's almost a relief. I mean, when you're a star player and you come into an organization, um, you know, look back at, at when A-Rod went to Texas, you know, you, $250 million never heard of, but <laughs> you can't, it, it's, uh, baseball's not a sport where you can just carry a whole team. And, uh, it, that's, that's what happens. And, uh, the Yankees have put together a team on paper. Uh, if healthy, and that's the big if in every organization, if healthy is is going to be as good as anybody. Yeah. We're talking to the great Paul O'Neill. So we have a coworker here who last week spearheaded A-Rod Day. He wanted to honor Alex Rodriguez since he hasn't had that honor yet from the Yankees, and he wants his number retired, number 13. As somebody who has his number retired, you are honored with that distinct honor from the New York Yankees. Do you think the Yankees should retire A-Rod's number? You know what? All I know is A-Rod was one of the better players of his generation, uh, bar none. I mean, he was as good as anybody. Uh, but, you know, what? if you break up his career, you know, he's with the Yankees, with Texas, with Seattle. Um, you know, the Yankees, uh, I have all the respect in the world, and, and you said it. I mean, to, to have my number retired is an, probably the biggest honor I've ever had in baseball because of the people that have been out there before. So, um, I, I don't really have an opinion whether or not. All I know is I have a ton of respect for Alex Rodriguez uh, for his ability and what he could do on a baseball field. When you think back to your career, and you had a great one with the New York Yankees, this jumps out at me, and I'm not even going to bring up as a Met fan all the times you killed me because you did many, many times, <laughs> which I respect. I think back to the crowd chanting your name in the World Series of 2001. In the midst of that emotional World Series against Arizona, they're chanting your name. When you think back to that moment, like what was going through your mind? Because you're such a competitor, so I assume you're trying to think about the game, but then you got to hear this. you got thousands of people chanting your name in the middle of the World Series. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, still gives me goosebumps when I think about it. And, you know, when you look at the story, uh, it was a weird time in life after 9-11, the World Series. And when this started happening, you know, you're, you're out in right field all alone. It's something you haven't practiced other than, you know, when you're a five-year-old in the backyard where the fans are chanting, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> and it happened that night. And then you figure out what's going on, and you don't know how to react because at the time, we're losing a World Series game. I mean, that's the important thing. I mean, uh, I announced that I was retiring, but – uh, but then if you look at the way the night went, one of the greatest comebacks, those three games, that's what I remember about those World Series. And mm. I'm sure it has a lot to do with uh, I was retiring at the end of the year, so I didn't have to, to you know, suffer the loss and, and try to repeat. But uh, uh, I remember those three games in New York, all comebacks, big home runs, late inning heroics. Uh, that's what I remember uh, of that time. And, I, you know, it, it, it meant a lot to New York. Yeah, no, it definitely did because they they the the New York Yankees, I guess really all New York teams and their fans, they'll champion the ones that they feel like are theirs, right? Even though you came from someplace else, they they claimed you. And so I, I wonder, like when Juan Soto is an example comes here, and let's say he does get a long term deal. I mean, does does he need to win a championship? Like how how do you make yourself feel like you're one of this city's like favorite sons? Well, I think if you're part of the Yankees, yeah, championships are, are extremely important. Uh, I mean, uh, I think Aaron Judge, if you ask him, the the one thing missing, obviously he's got a lot of years left in the game, is a world championship. And, uh, you know, there's too many good players on this team that realize that this team has been brought together to win championships, not just, you know, to have a good year and make it to the playoffs and we'll see you next year. I mean, 
you know, excellence is, is, is the Yankee thing. And I always remember going to spring training, uh, you know, with Mr. Steinbrenner out on the field. And it wasn't about having a good year. It was about winning a World Series. And, you know, unless you won a World Series, it wasn't a good year. No doubt. Paul yeah. O'Neill's got a brand new beer, IPA beer, Warrior 21. So check it out, especially if you got some time off this week. We appreciate you coming on. Thank, Thank you, you, Paul. Guys, have a good one, man. We'll see you. The great Paul O'Neill, the warrior himself. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. My voice is starting to give way here, so let's give this oh, a good Oh, did you scream too much for your cup title last night? Uh, yes, Evan. We won the game. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today, as I did last night at about 9 p.m. <laughs> Boy, did that go down well. Okay. <laughs> Cinco de Fivo is going to be the five best parts of the stadium series this weekend. It's, oh my God. it's hockey day here on the fan. No, I have no, I have no issue with hockey. I have an issue with you guys celebrating your cup. Like, what part of the Cinco de Five was you raising the Stanley Cup? Is that in this or no? Oh, we'll get to my five favorite moments from the Rangers Stanley Cup run in June. That'll be a Cinco. Okay, Can't wait we, for that. Here we, here we go. go. Number five. Matt Martin getting his ass kicked. <laughs> this was great. Sorry, Boomer, to you son but what a legendary moment for Matt Rempe on his very first shift in the <laughs> Did NHL. Did do that because of Boomer's? No. Okay. No, no, it doesn't do it. Matt Martin is known as you know a winning fight. We had a rookie in his first shift ever, the only rookie ever to make his debut in an outdoor game, knock Matt Martin's okay. ass down. I, I mean, I wanna... How is that a thing? Only rookie to make his debut in an outdoor game? Is yeah, there's only been, there's only been forty one of them. So say, is that really a stat? But but here's my issue with this, and you could explain this to me more as a true diehard hockey fan, which I respect. Matt Martin basically put him over. Matt Martin basically said, you know what, kid? This is what you do. This is what I do. Let's fight. Like, it was almost a predetermined fight that was going to take place. I disagree, sir. That was not the case? Because they dropped the gloves even before the puck was put down. Yes. So, following the game along, generally when a fight happens in the NHL today, it's about changing momentum. Your fighter's looking to do it. I believe Matt Martin thought he was going to win the fight. It happened very quickly after a Ranger early goal. Okay. So they were down. And I think Matt Martin was just looking to spark his team and wake him up. Hey, we're not going to get down early here. Let's wake up. Well, they they scored four straight goals. So I guess from that standpoint, it worked. So you putting that as a win is comical because if you believe it's all about momentum, then I'd say Matt Martin did a great job. We, Who cares that he got punched in the face by some rookie? I care because a rookie put his punk ass down on the ice. And then the mm. Otto scored four straight goals. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, there was the no ice on Matt's jersey. He did not get his ass knocked down. He held his own. No, he held his own, but I would agree that Rempe got the best of him. But he had the high ground. So well, that's a tough fight. He's nine feet tall, this kid. I understand. So I don't think it was even necessarily a fair fight. Okay. Can what the continue? hell's up with you? I uh, You know me. I love you, Boomer. Number four. He's a Ranger fan, Boomer. He, it's his... Blood, it's his I family. Understand, but at the end of the day, no way. He's rooting for Matt in that spot. That's his son. Uh, not about not me, man. Uh, his only daughter's husband. Uh, get out of here. About that. He's already done. You know what? With your daughter, he can get his ass kicked. Well, <laughs> what? that was Sean Marash, by Why the way. Do we go me. there because I would go there as a father. I want my he's son in laws getting their ass kicked if they're in the He's NHL. rooting for his son in law. All right, can I continue? Yes, the list? Yes. All right, number four. Devil fans actually showed there more than twenty of them. I have to give them credit. I thought that we'd get more Flyer fans than Jonas Brothers fans. I, I mean, every Devil fan except Tiki probably went, but there were about 70,000 <laughs> Devil fans in the house, and I didn't here's the, credit. Here's the problem. I'm a and new and Devils I, fan. Otherwise, I would have gone. Uh, the problem I have with you is, and I hate when the arrogant fan in this town does that, you complimented the Devils, which I did too. I thought the Devils fans had a great turnout on Saturday, mm-hmm. but you had to do it with a condescending right. diss they right before that. six spot on the... F- Hold on. 
I didn't even mean it that way. <laughs> I bashed the devil fan on Friday, I think, or Thursday, whatever yeah, day, where That's I fine. said it would be more of that. This is me saying, I said there would you only be wrong. 20 of you. I, you. I was wrong. So I'm saying it in the tone of, I was wrong when I No, you it. said it by taking a shot at them that all of you must have shown up to have that happen. Like, you took a shot at devil fans. And I'm not going to stand for that. Like, I stand with the devil fans. I'm Ev- with them. Ev- we are simpatico. Thank you, Evan. Evan you're thank welcome. You. Truth serum. How many more devil fans you think exist that weren't in MetLife? <laughs> I don't know. I can't answer that. Okay, here we go. Number three. Both teams' goal songs getting played. Doesn't happen in the NHL. Yeah. I thought that was cool, yeah. especially with a lot of goals. Especially when it was supposed to be a home Islander game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we heard at an Islander home game a lot of six, as a matter of fact, Ranger goal horns. But it was cool seeing that both fan bases get to sing their goal songs. Did you buy the socks? Pot Van Socks? Yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. No, but he screamed Pot Van Socks on a train ride home while drunk. Idea. I did. Number two. Tailgating. It was unreal. Football. Better than football tailgating? So it was similar. In fact, I give credit. Mulcahy's, who Evan knows well, did 10 buses out of Long Island. They say the grill going, the beer's going, but like the smell and the aroma. But seeing everybody in hockey jerseys doing that, playing the cornhole, the hockey games, I don't know, man. That was cool for well, Usually you just get the train trips for the hockey it's, games. It's funny. Like Nassau Coliseum back in the day would have tailgating. Madison Square Garden doesn't because you're corporate and you're in the middle of the city. And obviously UBS doesn't have as much of that. So it is kind of cool to kind of get that old tailgate feel. So that must have been fun. It was a lot of fun. And then last but not least. Number one. I say this seriously. Limited BS with fans. I have been to. I've been to Giants Cowboys, Giants Eagles, Giants Jets. Oh, I see. No fighting, no like nonsense. You had 80,000 hammered people, That's Rangers and Islander fans, and it's a bloodbath rivalry. And I can honestly tell you, I personally didn't witness it. I've been waiting all day. No viral videos of somebody getting knocked out stupidly, fans fighting or this. And I think we deserve, hockey fans, a lot of credit that there was no negative stories to come out where we just fought for no reason. Instead, it sucked for the outcome for Devil fans, sucked for the outcome for Flyer fans, but ultimately... Everybody just had a great time, and there was no, no BS, or at least very limited BS for one. Wait, Obviously, he misspoke. He misspoke. He yeah. meant Islander fans, not Devil fans. I was going to say. Yeah. He I'll, misspoke. Us what Devil mean? fans, we came up with the victory, bro. What are you talking about? He doesn't about? even know he misspoke. Watch. You're right. Watch. I said Ranger fans and Devil fans walked out happy. Yes, and you said no something for Devil fans. Oh, yeah, he he missed, it's, fans. It's, it's totally fine. Don't disrespect I, my Devils, bro. I think one thing you have to keep in mind, and I, I've noticed this with Jets-Giants. You were obviously at that game this year. Yeah. Mets-Yankees, Knicks and Nets, not as much because we have no fans. And obviously, Islanders-Rangers. We are all New Yorkers and New Jerseyers. Mm-hmm. So the rivalry, while it absolutely exists in terms of the teams... It's not vicious. These are our brothers and sisters. Yeah. While if you're fighting with them, there's a decent chance there are two other teams that you guys agree on. So while the Islander Ranger fans yelling at each other, talking trash, they may be like, oh, yeah, wait, you're a Yankee fan. Yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, too. What's up, man? Or, hey, we're both Giant fans. So our rivalry with each other is not nearly was as it intense. always that way? What do you mean? Was it, was it more emotional, physical, physically emotional? With, say, Yankees, Mets, and Islanders, Rangers two decades ago? No, no. I think that there are fights. Been this way. I think there's always been fights at Islander Ranger games. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say we're always simpatico. I just think there are less fights than when it's New York, Boston, or New York, Philadelphia. Like, there's this blood hatred that we all have oh, for each no other. Doubt. Once you go to Philly, once you get south of wherever, down the shore... It's it's Philly country. That's and why it just gets ugly. You may dislike the team in your town more, but you don't dislike the people in your town more. That's why I don't think that there's a lot of fights. Now, it doesn't mean there aren't Islander Ranger fights. There sure. are. Trust me, I've seen them. 
I've been a part of them, especially at Nassau Coliseum back in the day. <laughs> Not like I was in it. It was like right behind me. I had to jump out of the way. No, he had to move out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I had to like, I, like, whoa, hey, oh, hey now. But wouldn't you agree with 80,000 people tailgating, drinking for hours, game got delayed with sun glare, that Aren't you stunned we didn't see any of that yesterday? Nah, I mean, su- su- mildly surprised. But I do expect there to always be more fights when it's Flyers or it's Sixers or it's Eagles than I do when it's us versus us. That's the way I always view it. But there's your Cinco de Favo every day at 5 o'clock. Ken is in Levittown. Good afternoon, Ken. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, guys. What's up? All right, Evan. Yep. Um, well, really quick, I want to pay respect to Sean. Sean, I saw you at the uh, Jets. uh Giants game, we do love seeing you. All the fans love it. I wasn't at this game, but my cousin was, saw you, paid respect. Listen, we love it. You should be up to Pulse of the People next year if it's possible. All right. <laughs> I like that. Another Pulse of the People. I like it. Very nice. Evan, close your eyes, please. All right, I'm closing my eyes. Or ears. All right. Pretend we won 5-4. to four. Rangers scored one goal when, we, when they pulled their goalie. Okay. But we came out on top. Okay. Okay. Now, today. Yes. You would not say that that win for Patrick Waugh is a builder potentially going to the playoffs. I think it's very different. I'll tell you why. I, I, the answer is yes. So if you're trying to catch me as a hypocrite, I totally understand it. I think the Islanders needed it more. I think where they are in the standings and where they're trying to save their season, two points yesterday against the Rangers at MetLife Stadium to snap their winning streak, yes. Now, would I come on the radio and say this is our Stanley Cup? Would I come on the radio and think this is propelling us to a Stanley Cup? No, but would I say, hey, that was a significant win, and maybe they're fixing some of the issues they've had throughout the season? Sure, but you're the Rangers. You've been in first place all year. It's, nah, it's a completely Evan, different animal. Your take, he, he got onto something. Your take Which today is what? would have been, Sean, don't you see? Tiki, don't you see? This is why the Rangers are not going to be the next team to win a championship in this city. They couldn't beat the lowly Islanders. Yeah. They couldn't handle the <laughs> bright lights. He would have trolled it the other way. Yeah, it suddenly wouldn't have been just about two points. Okay, it would have so been about that much more. I think the bigger – so when are the Knicks and the – do they play again? The who? The Knicks, Knicks and the who? And the Nets. The Nets? Yes, they play on uh, March 20 uh, – The Nets still in the league. March 24th. That's right before my uh, family goes away for right, a week. It's probably, so it's I'm not too, going it's again. too close to the it's end It's a Saturday at 1 o'clock at Madison Square yeah, it's Garden. too close to the end of the season. So, okay, what do you want to know? My point is if the Knicks and the Nets firing their head coach – Yes. Apparently hiring Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie will be the interim head coach for the rest yes. of the year. I have endorsed Jay Wright to be their long-term head they coach. They are Go ahead. just outside of the play-in. Yep. Right? They are – as you've mentioned multiple times, yeah. they sh- they're they good enough to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They are not. Okay. If they beat the Knicks on yeah. whatever date, let's say say it was earlier. March 23rd. It, even earlier. So, they, like, if you could take that momentum to propel them. Okay. The Knicks are, you know, trending towards February the February 26th. The Knicks are trending towards a two-seed. Everybody's healthy. And the Nets beat them after yes. this coaching change. You'd yes. be saying the same thing. No, I wouldn't. That Sean is saying. I yes, would. would. Yes, you would. First of all, my team is a desperate not, team. Not, not to win the championship, but to... Kevin Ollie's changed everything, and this is a galvanizing win. Well, because, because that's beat the, the New York because Knicks. the Islanders and the Nets are in a far different situation than the Rangers and the Knicks. I admit that. Like the Rangers have been in first place all year long. Okay, so it's that like, comeback win shouldn't be the thing that makes you now think you're a Stanley Cup contender. And if anything, I have more of a reason to celebrate than you. And remember this: I mentioned this way, way earlier in the show at about two o'clock. If you want to rewind on the Odyssey app. 
The reason it hit me that this game meant nothing was I was sitting there with my kids. I watched the entire game. I'm showing my three-year-old hockey. I'm showing my seven-year-old hockey. And they're into it. And we're all having a great old time. And when the Islanders blew that lead and I was upset, my youngest son, Spence, said, what does it mean, Dada? As in, like, what happens now? And that was the epiphany I needed to say, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, they won a game. Well, It's the same game that they're going to play in a few weeks at Madison Square Garden. Like, it's a hockey game. And it was fun. Well, for 55 minutes it was. And it was exciting. And it was a spectacle. And I'm not bad-mouthing the spectacle at all. This has nothing to do with being anti-hockey or pro-hockey. This has to do with being real. It was a game. That's all. It was a regular season game that got glorified, and it was my three-year-old that sparked that in my brain. Well, so if the Islanders had won, and I was celebrating, and Spence asked the same question, now what, Dada? What happens now, Dada? I probably would have said the same thing, nope. which is, we won the game. Great. We get to shut up those arrogant Ranger fans. That's it. It just shows you where you're at, because had I watched that game with my two-year-old and four-year-old, and they said, Dada, what does this game mean? It would have said, sweethearts. Get ready for a lot of staying up past your bedtime. You're going to experience your first championship this spring. See, I don't lie to my kids, Sean. I don't either. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, maybe, anymore. Maybe just a little bit. Uh, we'll come back with more of your calls at 877-337-6666. And I think we all have to come together on one thing. We're done with Tommy DeVito. <laughs> We've had enough. We'll address it coming up. Their opportunity to be the starting quarterback of this team. Just because you're drafted in a certain place doesn't mean... You can't be good. I think Brock Purdy has certainly shown that. And while I enjoyed seeing Tiki Barber in a Super Bowl commercial with Tommy DeVito, (laughs) I also watched this weekend's Devil Flyer game and Ranger Islander game, and Tommy DeVito was like Bruce Springsteen. He was like the MC of the weekend. He recorded the intro, welcome to Jersey and all that. What is Jersey? I mean, he is like the Jersey guy. Saquon Barkley's from Jersey. Yeah. Tiki Barber's from he Jersey. He was born in the Bronx. So? I guess that actually would make it even more so. <laughs> yeah. Because he has a tie. At the end of the day, I like Tommy, and I thought he deserved a fair shot. He's a backup quarterback, and he was treated like, I don't know, the conquering hero. So yeah. I'm just curious. Like, were you not sick of him? He's the hot name right now. <laughs> he didn't even start at the end of the I don't shine shoes anymore. <laughs> he got matter. benched for Terod Taylor. <laughs> it doesn't matter, though. He's still like the like the entity. See, I think the intro worked on TV, and they, they played it yesterday in the whole, they doing the stupid Italian yeah. thing. Where I had trouble with it was yesterday when they brought out seven NFL players. And I kid you not, when you think about the careers of Barkley and who, Quinn and who, Williams. Do you have a whole name? Quinn and Williams, C.J. Mosley, Brees Hall. Elijah Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera Tucker. Saquon and Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Mm. Yeah. So and think he, about it. DeVito is the least important. Oh, but not even One close. One of these guys and, is doing right. his own thing. <laughs> One of these guys is not the same. Yes. And by the way, if you want to introduce him, that's fine. He's Mr. Jersey went to pop. But they, a couple of them all said words. And the closing guy who was allowed to be the MC of the arena was DeVito. Well, how was he received, though? Was it I'm was roaring it cheers? Roaring, rousing roaring ovation? Roaring cheers. Well, he's, he's, it, well, he's so then it was the right pick. And by the yeah. way, I'm a pig. I roared and cheered when he went, too. But when I came to and I thought about it more, <laughs> he should not have the notoriety to be, like, the closing thought guy yeah, of all players. I, again, I like Tommy DeVito, and I really appreciate everything he's taken advantage of over the last few months, and I think it's great. To me, yesterday and Saturday was that jump the shark moment. See, it was the moment of what see, are we doing? I don't doing know now? about that. So, certain guys, I'll give you the perfect example. 
and he only played a little bit with us. Mm-hmm. Jesse Palmer. Right. Jesse Palmer, the good looking The Bachelor. But before he was the Bachelor, like you like he, there was just like a presence about Jesse. Mm-hmm. He could talk, he does the imitations. Like it's like in my mind, I'm like, dude, you're gonna be an actor. I thought he was gonna be an actor, but right, he's not right. playing football because he was never gonna be a great football player or an NFL player. Smart kid, good looking as hell, and then the bachelor thing comes along. I'm like, oh man, that is like they couldn't have made a more perfect show for you, Jesse. Right. And he did it, and it his career like took off. Now, if you wanted anyone to get up and talk and do something, you would want Jesse Palmer to do it. And I, I feel like Tommy DeVito might be that guy. I don't think it's the same, though, because it's, I think he's still... But why? Because here's why. Why? It's Je- not about his skill as a player. It's not about what he's accomplished. It's about how he presents. If and Tommy Jesse presents. It's why he's the host of The Bachelor I now. get that, but if Tommy DeVito never got the opportunity to start and never presented the possibility to us of, wow, who he's he pretty good. But the, but the fact is, we now know who he is. I know, but he's a backup quarterback. Not, he may what? not even be the backup quarterback. He's like, like, he might not even be on the roster next year. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe I'm nuts for saying this. So shouldn't I, he capitalize on it even more? I, yes. And everything, so don't be a hater on the kid just because he's not it, a baller. Tiki, I wasn't a hater until this weekend. Like, even the Super Bowl commercial, I thought it was funny. I thought it was awesome. Like, I'm a Tommy DeVito defender. It was more that this weekend was the time where I, I couldn't defend him anymore. It was oh, just like, on. ugh, what He's are we Tommy doing? DeVito. Yeah, that's a, so that's where I'm half on it. He, Sean it, agrees with me. He just doesn't want no, to no, say no. it. Because to Tiki's point, I don't have a problem with the intro and everything. He's now, like, the football version of Springsteen. He's always going to be a fun story. Forever, Tommy DeVito will be the great, like, you'll think of the Tommy right. DeVito season. And maybe he does still have a career ahead right. of him. And there's 15 minutes. The he, problem he is. It and he capitalized. And he's still capitalizing on it. When What's you, wrong with that? But when you do peer tier, like we did that with the teams, Tommy DeVito can't be your closing voice with seven guys that but can all be Maybe he's the best person to close. Because he got a rousing ovation. He's a good he fella. He's one of us. Exactly. He can present. Like he has that. Uh, that, that I don't know, man. I don't know. If I'm CJ Mosley, I'm sitting there going, whatever it is, they yeah. have it. He has it. You know what? I don't know man is code for with Sean. Man? I don't know man. man. When he says I don't know man, it means he wants to destroy Tommy DeVito. Because he would he, destroy somebody like a Tommy correct. DeVito, but he's a giant, but so he can't. Exactly. If it was a team he hated, he'd go, you know what? Enough for this guy. You know what? Exactly. They're right. If this was a Jet, if this was a Islander, a if Met. this was a Met, it wouldn't be I don't know man. I don't know man is code for... Guys, you okay. know I agree with you, uh-huh. but I can't nuke attack a guy on my team. Plus, he'll get whacked. Right. I'm, I could make a prediction right now. Tommy DeVito is going to be more popular as a non-football player than he ever will be as a football player. Oh, I can see that. Acting, stuff like that. 100%. <laughs> I, and so when you look back on this, I don't know, five years from now. We're going to say, did he play football? You're going to, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And then you're going to say, man, you know what? They were right. He is, yeah. he has a presence about himself right. when he stands on the stage. And that's what they wanted. I got you. And they, they got the response. I, all, I know, all I know is I sat there over the weekend, and it was the moment. It hit me. I was like, <laughs> okay, done. I'm done with this guy. I, I, I like him, I li- and I understand hater, it. And hater, I still want him to get that fair hater. shot to be quarterback. But we're giving him the Joe DiMaggio closing treatment uh, to, to be the last player to talk before the stadium series? I'm funny how? How am I funny? The last thing I ever want to do is lie to the audience <laughs> Go ever. Ahead. Evan and Lugau are exactly right, okay? <laughs> I am extremely Wait, you hungry. you felt ire? What did you, you did not? Because you not in the real it. time, but I also was seventeen so then why beers are you in now? now. 
17. Because, I, look, I am sitting here coming off the high of what was yesterday, and I'm trying to be a truthful Giant fan, and I love Tommy DeVito. He shouldn't have been the man with the mic, even he if knows. he's a great mic guy. And if and even if you think he would be, if he was a Jet, forget leading with the Rangers kill winning. Him. I'm telling Evan we need to kill with leading. <laughs> yes. Lead, but, killing no, I today. appreciate your honesty. You understand. See, here's what I'll appreciate about you. Even though you're not giving him the nuclear treatment, you're not giving him the Jet treatment or the Met treatment, you understand it. You're admitting it. And I think all Giant fans kind of feel that way. Nope. They just stop it. He's not a Giant in that moment, even though he has a Giant jersey he's on. No, he's a Jersey why, ambassador. Why the hell he has his jersey on? I have no <laughs> idea. A jersey ambassador. He is Tommy DeVito. Right. He is a ambassador Tiki. for the great state oh, of New Jersey. He's got John Bon Jovi to do that. John Bon Bruce Jovi Springsteen to is do not that. Coming to stand in 32 degree weathers and freeze his ass off. By the way. Al Leiter should do it more so than Tommy DeVito. He did something Al for Leiter us. Al Leiter is basking in the Florida sun right now. There's <laughs> only a few people that were, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Tiggy, here's Let's my, go. Evan, here's the, Evan, you're wrong about that. If well, Al Leiter came out to intro the teams yesterday, us as hockey fans would have been embarrassed and said, really? This is what <laughs> <we're doing." laughs> oh, By the way, honestly, Brian Dable. He's sitting there wherever he lives now. Where does Brian Dabo live these days? Uh, Probably in the area, I would well, assume. I know, but I won't say it. Oh, you don't have to say it. I, I just meant the geographic yeah, area. He lives in Jersey. Okay. Jersey guy. You don't have to tell yeah. me his address. <laughs> Brian Dable sitting there. And he's like, oh, I'm going to watch some hockey. I'm going to have a good time. He turns this on, and he sees Tommy DeVito in the intro. What do you mean? What is Brian Dable saying to his lovely wife and kids as he sees this? Honestly. What's he saying? He's saying, I'm going to take that young man to a, a hockey game next year. That's not what he's saying. I'm going to take that's him not to what a he's Rangers saying. game. He's saying, you know, you've gotten believe- pretty popular with the Ranger fans <laughs> right now. He's saying, can you believe this bleep? <laughs> and, and and by the way, guys, this is why DeVito was benched. This is why he was benched. <laughs> because he's, well, excuse me, if Daniel Jones, Mr. Duke, who's got no personality, he's not out there speaking. Why? Because he's a total bore. He's not relatable. <laughs> DeVito is. And this is why they by don't the way, want this to be a thing. Jersey. By the way, I don't. I, and New so are the Giants. I don't think. I don't think Lugie's wrong. I think there could be truth to that. Oh no, I think you're right about that. <laughs> they don't want to. Whether he could play or not, about. they don't but want him to be. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't, I'm, I'm just talking saying. about doing the intro with his jersey on. Well, that was corny. In New Jersey, maybe that's what it was. Hey, we're in New Jersey. Let's wear our jersey. No, but my point is, if he's right, and you seem to co-sign it, that Brian Dayball's like, you know what? I'm going to teach this kid a lesson. I'm not going to play him anymore, and this is part of why I'm benching him. That when he's sitting there with his wife and kids watching this game, there's no way he's saying to them, oh, I'm going to take this guy to the promised land. He's probably mother bleeping him saying, this is why I benched his ass. I'm sure Beth was like, oh, he's cute. <laughs> Let's go to William in Richmond Hill. What's up, William? How you doing there? What's up, William? Hey, Evan. What's up, man? How you doing, brother? How are you? We're good. What's on your mind? Okay. Tiki, Sean, I agree with you 100%. Evan, don't spaz out, all right? <laughs> all right. Ranger fan. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me talk. I'm nice. a Ranger fan, all right? Yeah. Okay. Had the Islanders won, that would have been like they won the Stanley Cup. You cannot tell me that that they wouldn't do that. So, yes, this was a big game. It's going to go down as one of the classic games of Winterfest, only because the way it was played out. You guys had us. That's and, fact, and by the way. Told, That's oh, fact. Hold on. Truth, That's fact. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, okay. All right. Truth be told, truth be told, the Islanders had a better game. Yeah. We just happened to grit it out and come back and beat you guys. And they had the game. They had the game. No, they had it in their hand. I get you. All I, right. But, but. We had two Islander fans behind us, yeah. and they would not shut up. <laughs> and they would not shut up. And we were like, all right, 
when they won when we won, you didn't hear a peep. It was like a church mob. Let me get out of the stadium right now. My my cousin was right next to me. He turned around. And he's like, "Oh, guys, what happened? I can't hear you." His daughter was turned around. That button to clean that up. Uh, the one thing that must have got lost in the mail, and it kind of sucks I didn't get this message because I would appreciate it. Invite to the tailgate. No, an invite to the parade. I assume there is one oh, for winning such a big game. Stop being a and, hater. And I and I assume Tiki can brave the cold weather. We would have bundled up. We would have put the gloves on. We would have hooked up the ISDN line if we still do it that way. We would have done the show from the parade. But I never got notified of when the parade is. So is that tomorrow, Sean? I think the parade was today, Evan. And I'm going to give somebody on Twitter credit for this. When was that? During our show. Yeah, <laughs> during our show. Because you know how you know the game matters more than just two points? Oh, is that? We're on our fourth hour of talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're all big babies, and you're celebrating your win like you won the cup. That's actually very factual. Don is in Sayville. How are you, Don? Hi, Evan. Tiki. Uh, big fans of the show. Thank you, dude. Um, full, full disclosure, I'm an Islander fan, and mm. my hat's off to the Rangers for their... Uh, Thank you. Thank you for your reasonableness, Don, unlike Evan over here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have a problem with your co-worker with his uh, top five list. Yes. I think that if Boomer wasn't related to Matt Martin, that would have never been brought up. I think that's a fair point. I think he was yeah. looking for a way to take a shot at Boomer. I agree with it's that. It's not a shot at Boomer. And Boomer's a Ranger fan. Why are you taking and shots at Boomer? Because I'm, it's his I'm, son-in-law. No, no, no. I know. Well, here's, here's the thing. We but, hate Matt Martin. Here's the thing. Yeah. 10, 15 years ago, if that Ranger rookie would have got on the ice who fancies himself a tough guy and he's an enforcer, fine, big guy, wore a face shield and and was in the middle of a fight and didn't take his helmet off, mm. he'd be chased out of the league. He's no- because look at a guy, a classy guy like Brian Trache, all his fights. If he yep. fought somebody without a helmet or with the, with the, without a face shield, he would take his off. Yep. Yeah. And th- mm-hmm. this guy in the Rangers, come on, you're a tough guy. And Classless. Now you're, you're... No, I agree. And, and you're significantly bigger at 6'7". He it's is a... no Ken Danico. <laughs> Ken Danico. What are you doing out here at the face-off? Look at this guy. You know. <laughs> Let's go. Tiki. <laughs> I like that. What we know is that this Mike Rempe, he's 21 years old. He's a little punk. That's what no, we know. What we learned is I was right. It was Matt Martin challenging the rookie because he thought he was going to get the best of him. Also, I don't care. Like, good for Boomer. It's the son-in-law. Matt Martin is not famous because he's Boomer's son-in-law. He's the goon on no the Islanders. So he's hate. famous. But I'm saying for that. like he's I mean, on the no, list no. because as a Ranger fan, we can't stand Matt Martin. Yeah, but he's making an accusation against you, and you you can deny it all you want. He's, he's saying wrong. that's the only reason you put that on the list. That's the reason. Now you could say it's not true. That's fine. Obviously, Matt Martin's had a wonderful career, and as Islander fans, we all like him. But he is saying that that's the only reason you put that in your single. That's all. You could deny it. Go deny it. I am denying it. Okay, fine. I'm telling him he's wrong. Also, I need to get the five things, all right? The other four were solidified. (laughs) (laughs) I wish the fifth thing was you being on a train for three and a half hours after a loss. See, that's the thing I regret the most. It's not just the extra point the Islanders would have gotten. It's the fact that you being miserable on that train ride home. Like, it's one thing, and I do respect the hell out of you. That you are willing to go to a sporting event and go through all of that kind of commute. It's not easy. It's a reason why a lot of people don't go to games. But I want you to suffer from it. Like, I'll never forget, me and my dad went to both ends of the Met-Yankee Subway Series two-stadium doubleheader in 2000. 
went to Mets Yankees with Doc making his return in the afternoon. We took multiple trains to get to the Bronx, and we saw Roger Clemens plunk Mike Piazza in the head, and the Yankees beat the Mets twice. And we took that long train back, and it was painful. Like, it was so freaking painful. And I just wanted you to have that. I wanted you to be stuck on the L-I-double-R. That's the Long Island Railroad, Tiki. Yes, I heard the L-I that time. And I have to deal with the just indignity of a loss. And everybody drunkenly chanting, let's go Islanders. And you having to walk in here after a three-hour train ride. And that pains me the most. With some pot van socks on? Yeah, put some pot van. It was quite the contrary. I get to walk up and down the aisle slapping my butt cheeks at Islander fans' faces. Is that what you actually did during that train ride? No, I have some cool. (laughs) Rich is in New Jersey. How are you, Rich? Hello, Rich. Rich. Yes. I'm here. What's up? What's up? All right. A couple of grabs. Evan, yeah. did you ever see with that rant? What? Just let it go. Okay. All your teams suck. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> okay. And if I have to hear about uh, the oh. Nets, the freaking Mets, the Islanders, you guys lost. We had a great game. Okay. That's it. Let it go. All right. You convinced me. Rich, let's go Rangers, baby. This whole day. I'm a loser. You're the one that called in and convinced me. I'm going to let it go. You're right, Rich. I apologize. And you know what? If I don't hear that that I'm a loser fan about 25 times tonight, I may change the radio station. (laughs) If you don't hear I'm a loser. I'm a loser. Oh, I got you. I'm a loser. By the way, it sounds like you've had a good day today, Rich. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) President's Day, baby. Listen, I had a great day because I watched the Rangers whoop that ass last night. <laughs> and Tiki, what up? Please do not, please, for the love of God, yeah. I loved you. Yeah. All, do not become a Devils fan, please. Why, why can't I become a Devils fan, Rich? Because you're a New York Giant, which okay. means you're a New York Ranger. Yeah, but I played in New Jersey, eh? and I what? live in New Jersey now. It's just more convenient. Rich, easier. I gotta let you go. What kind of logic is that? Right. Like, seriously, I let you go, calling me a loser, that's fine. Even, I suck, my team suck. This guy lives in New Jersey, played for a football team in New Jersey, and you're like, oh, he's going to be a Ranger. But the way going to Rangers games is probably easier. It's easier to, for me to go to. Yeah, the Rock's a disaster. It's easier for me to go to the Garden because it takes 20 minutes, 15 minutes. How would you go, though, by a train or by a car? Oh, I drive. You don't take the train, do you? I mean, I used to, but I don't. Is the problem with you taking a train, and I bring this up because this is legitimate news. You'd be surprised how many people don't notice me at all. Okay, because I was going to ask because there's a video from TMZ (laughs) in which Brees Hall was approached for an autograph. Yes. And I think the guy showed up with, like, multiple things, and Brees sounded like very respectful but was like, no. And the guy lost his mind on him, and Carl Banks, who happened to be with Brees Hall, had to intervene and be like, dude, what are you doing? So this is a week-old story. So let me explain how this happens. So whenever an athlete is going somewhere, this was the Super Bowl, so it was pretty obvious there were going to be athletes around. People scope out the athlete's flights. Mm. And what the hell's I, wrong with people? I don't look. I, I I'm not saying this is coordinated, but it has to be because yeah. it happened to me where I got on a flight in the Bahamas, got here. Right, had to go through the whatever the thing is. I don't have the global entry thing, so I had to standing in the line. I get to the line. There's a dude waiting for me at baggage claim. Like, oh, my buddy saw you getting onto the flight in the Bahamas, and I went and got my stuff and met you here. And he had like 
10 things. I'm like, dude. That's crazy. I'm not. I, I signed a couple and I was on my way. Someone spotted Brees Hall getting on a specific flight. And then someone here in New Jersey at Newark knew when that flight was landing and showed up with all the stuff for him to sign. And sometimes you do it. Sometimes you don't. Depending on the mood that you're in. And well, when you're flying, I can't believe anybody would be in the mood to do it. it I mean, it's to get off I a flight. I don't know if you're flying with family or kids. I definitely won't do it with my kids because it's just it's annoying. Right, and my kids want to leave, and I want to leave. But this, it's coordinated. This happens to a lot of athletes, no matter where you're going. Mm. All star games, Super Bowls. I mean, hell, this happens to Matt. In, in me when we were traveling this year. People show up at the hotel that we were staying in. And is there a difference when you see someone asking for a autograph versus I've got 12 things, yes, sign all of it? It's a big difference. Because that person's clearly like a collector or they're yes. selling it. They're trying to make money off of it. More you. likely they're selling it. Yeah. And so Jeez. the margin's lost on you. Well, great work by Carl Banks. Yeah. Carl Banks! <laughs> Been sitting on that one for a while. Right. Carl interceded. Yeah, Carl got involved and was like, and the thing about Carl getting to work with him for all those years when he came out on the Midday Show is that he is such a calming influence. Yes. like and, well, He's also big as hell. He's big as hell. But he was calm. He was the killer when he played, but he's like really, really calm. And he was the one, it appeared, because you're seeing a video through TMZ, where he's just calming this guy down. Like, well, what do you do? Like, can you... Calm down. Yes, chill out. And this guy, this guy who's asking for the autographs, it walks away and starts screaming at Priest Hall. Yeah. Be a man. Be a man. <laughs> what does you, that even mean? You showed up at an airport <laughs> with a hundred things for this poor guy to sign. Bad job by me. It was not <laughs> if you get it, you get it. <laughs> I promise you that. Uh, that's crazy. So does that, does that still happen to you? Yes. Yeah, oh it happened out of multiple times this year. With multiple things. Because to me, there's a difference between, hey, oh, my God, it's Tiki Barber. Can you sign this? Versus, oh, there's Tiki Barber. Oh, coincidentally, I I've got to... a football card right. here of you. Yes. That's not a coincidence. No. no. Nobody walks around. Like, I love DeGrom. You think I walk around with a Jacob DeGrom that bought the baseball card in my it's, pocket? It is the oh, industry. Wait, I do. The so. memorabilia industry is crazy like that. Yeah. Let's go to Jim in Levittown. How are you, Jim? I'm doing all right. What's um, I just wanted to kind of, you know how Sean likes to point out, Evan, that you root the loser franchises who yes. find a way to lose. Yes. Uh, we, you and I are both Mets fans. We're both Islanders fans. We know that they're going to mess up somehow. Correct. But there is another team in New York that has won one championship in 83 years. And we know who that team is. And we know they're going to lose. It's true. It doesn't matter. The only time they won a cup is when they confuse the hockey gods and just thinking they were giving Edmonton their sixth Stanley Cup. <laughs> that's a good line. You are oh, right in that my worry as a sports fan, like I worry, not that I dislike or hate the Giants or Yankees on some extreme level. I don't. I mean, I'd rather them not win championships, but I don't like hate, hate them. But with the Yankees and the Giants, in the back of my mind, I know it can happen. I know there's a decent chance we're out of parade. There's a mm. decent chance we're watching our friends who are Giant and Yankee fans celebrate a championship. I know deep down that as excited as you're going to get, Nick fans, as excited as you're going to get, Ranger fans, I know deep down you're going to lose. Like, I, I know that. Hold on. I know that. How and do deep you know down, that? you know, because, the, come on. 
Between the two of them, they've won one championship no, no, in no. a combined 100 years, essentially. But in the last 30 years, we have nine franchises here in this area. Only four of them have won championships. One of those is the Rangers. I, you're right that they've won a sort of recent championship. I give you that. They've won more, won more recently than the Islanders. They've won it more recently than the Mets, than the Knicks, than the Jets. They haven't from the Giants, Yankees, and Devils. So they are, you know, fourth, if you will. But deep down, I think Jim's sort of right. Like, we kind of look back at 94 as, that ah, was cute. It happened. It was kind of a miracle so in a lot of ways. So why can't 2024 be cute? Because, come on, Sean. Why can't it be cute? Yeah. Sean, honestly. Deep down. The Rangers won in the Cup this year? I really do believe so. Oh, come mm-hmm. on. And I think there's synergy with 94. I do. 30 <laughs> years later, I think yesterday put me over the top, man. Yesterday was that magical moment. I, I believed let the first believe time. Let him believe it. Why are you crushing his dream? Because man? I know better. Let in let fact. it. In 2006, it was the synergy of 86 for the Mets because it was mm-hmm. 20 years later. And 06, the Mets had all these amazing victories. They had the best record in the National League. And I was naive like Sean. I thought the same thing. Like, oh, there's some amazing synergy to 1986. They even had a game in July or August where they wore their 86 jerseys, which was so cool because you never see it, right? And then I learned better, and I knew better, and they found a way to blow it the way they did in losing the NLCS to the St. Louis Cardinals. Deep down... And I know this is really douchey the way it sounds. And I apologize for that. But I got to be real. I got to call like it is. Deep down, you know what's going to happen. You do. You do, Deep Sean. Deep down, I would have admitted that Friday. Yesterday was the first time when I saw him celebrate. I said, oh, this is real. <laughs> Yesterday game, changed everything. That game turned it. It changed everything. Adam is in center reach. Good afternoon to you, Adam. How are you? Good afternoon, Evan and Tiki. What's up? Uh, the, it's up. Yo, the moment that you mentioned uh, the, the Tommy DeVito. Yes. <laughs> I had to call. Let, let me tell you this conversation. When I, I spoke to my son after the game, and I said, hey, when uh, the game came on, they had two Giants. Who do you think they were? And he says, Daniel Jones and Saquon. And I go, you'd think, right? And today, I talked to my friend, and I say, hey, there were two Giants on. Who do you think they were? He says, Daniel Jones and Saquon. I go, You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> listen, just, just, yeah, just like you guys said, I listen, I was all about Tommy Cutlets, and it was great. But, like, that season's over. Like, <laughs> like I, I was trying to think of a thing. It would be like having Zach Wilson go out. Not even Zach Wilson. <laughs> no, you know, no. like, like you're going to put Tarod Taylor out? Like, it's, I don't know. It, it was just very odd. It's uh, Tommy's time. Is, is it, though? Yes, it <laughs> I mean, is until it's not. I mean, it's not, though. I, it is until yeah, it's I mean, not. All right. good, good for him. I don't begrudge the guy. But right. when, that's when that's all I'm like, saying when, is don't hate on him. Uh, yeah, it's just like, listen, when, when when I think Giants and the Giants team, <laughs> you know, you put the guy out there. You put the quarterback. You know, he's just like, uh, he's a cute story. Yeah, but um, maybe he grew up a, a Rangers fan, <sighs> and he's a Jersey kid with a Rangers fan, and there's there's genuine fandom there. Stop, stop it. That's not the case. Right? You know that. It's, that it's just like if I don't know. I'm trying to think of what? an example. It's what? Let's say that uh that, that Liverpool came to play a friendly at <laughs> at, at MetLife <laughs> He's Stadium. Speaking a different language. <laughs> exactly. Liverpool is English Premier League team. They're sitting atop the table right now. Uh, okay. And up against Arsenal. Actually, this happened. Arsenal Liverpool. They played last year. Okay. So what's the comparison? The stadium. So if they had brought me out there just to. Get the crowd riled up. It's genuine because Tiki. I'm a Liverpool fan. Yeah, but you're so all, maybe he's a Ranger fan. Tiki, you're a legendary giant. 
Tommy DeVito had five minutes. But he's a legend in the moment. It was 15 no, the minutes. The moment's over. It was 15 minutes. It was less than 15. That's why I said five. <laughs> and I, by the way, I was all for his five minutes or 15 minutes, however you want to define it. I'm not anti-Tommy DeVito. And there's a small I, part of me that thinks he has a chance to recreate it next season the way Mike White was able to recreate it a second time. Unfortunately, he didn't get it to stick. I think people still like seeing Tommy DeVito. I think Obvious they, they do. I think they like seeing Tommy DeVito, but I think his 15 minutes are up. And what he's doing right now, and no one's blaming him, by the way. Like, I'm not blaming him or his people. I'm saying they're trying to extend the 15 minutes. They're trying to somehow make this continue. What? What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong. I don't shine shoes anymore. There's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. But so if you're sitting at home watching so it. Just absor- absorb it. You're Let probably, it happen. You're having the same reaction I had and Sean has, even though he doesn't want to admit it. Which is like, are we still doing this? Sean's not a real Giant fan. Oh, excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? You would never hate on a guy who's still on I'm the not, Giant. I'm not hating <laughs> What's up with your voice? It's, it's had it. Look, it's had it. No, no, get passionate. What were you about to say? Like I have had. Had. You look how I triggered him. How could you say I'm not a real giant fan? I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I'm no, being no. honest. I love Tommy DeVito. I hope he works out to be the starter. You know what? At some point, you got to take a timeout. Just take a timeout. Take a little T.O. What happened to you? I think the hours have gone on. I've had enough energy drinks, and I think we're nearing the end of the show, and I think my body, as fat and as out of shape as it is, has said, hey, fatso, you treated me like crap yesterday. You came with all your hockey passion today. You are done, pal. Go to bed. Kiss my fat ass! Take some some steroids. Yeah, you really need it. (laughs) T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.